but it's tough, dude. Oh. To the broader shoulder. Dude, tell me, what is a doom scrolling? So doom scrolling is like, you know, when you're like on Instagram and you get, you see a reel and you click on the reel and then you just swipe to the next reel yeah, and the next reel and the next reel. And before, okay. you, before you know it, you're subconsciously been sitting there watching fucking stupid videos for a half hour. Right. And that's, that's doom scrolling. Okay. Yeah. I do a lot of doom scrolling. Yeah. Or like doom scrolling through your main feed or whatever on any of the social media platforms. That's like fucking poison to success it is because like you know like take us for example you're drawing or i'm in the shop doing whatever part of the knife making process there is if i stop to smoke a butt which happens and then i start doom scrolling i could easily lose an hour oh god on the quick too man. on the quick and you look and you're like fucking hours come by and i haven't done shit since i stopped and it's like holy fuck like it's fucking poisonous but if you can control doom scrolling and use social media for what it's meant for, it's an unstoppable tool. Hell yeah, you can succeed, man. Oh yeah. They're getting me now with a like woodworking reels. Like yeah. I like I love watching that shit or like when they're spinning, you know, whatever that the, the lathe. Yeah. And uh dude, I, I could go hours just scrolling through that shit. That's what they're hitting me with now. But uh totally, dude. Now, when I'm drawing at home, it actually helps me to do like some circuit training. Like uh, I have my treadmill in my room. I'll literally draw until I get a little bit bored with the drawing and I know I have to get it done, but then I hop on the treadmill for like fucking 10 minutes, you know, and then I just jump right back to it. So I like to jump from different projects, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, cause it keeps the, uh, like the, uh, the artistic juices flowing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm a slave dude. I fucking... I'm, I'm a whore. Yeah, I'm a big fucking, fucking money whore. I'm a whore for money. Love that money. Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. Love that money. I love tattooing, but I think anyone that works for themselves learns. If you want to succeed and you want to make that money and you want to do well, it's it's nonstop. It's fucking nonstop. Oh, well, I heard a quote one time from a rapper. It might have been Kevin Gates. But he said, uh, if you want to shop without looking at the price tag, you have to learn to work without looking at the clock. Ooh. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a fuck. I'm going to have to hit rewind and listen to that a bunch of times here yeah. when we're done with this. And that connected with me. I don't so much want to be able to shop without looking at the price tag, but I want the comfort of, you know, I mean, we both grown up with the stress of like, fuck, my light bill's due in one week and I don't have the money or my rent is due in two weeks and I've only got half of it. And right. I, and I know that I'm not going to make that much at my regular job and still survive in that amount of time, you know, like the hustle. Yeah. Um, I want to not have to worry about the hustle ever the fuck again, dude, yeah. I get straight financial anxiety, no matter how well I might be doing or mm -hmm. not doing. And uh, I'm always trying to make my bills and, you know, just fuck dude. Being an adult sucks, man. Yeah. It's, it's fucking super stupid. But I can't go back to the real world. I can't go back to having someone else tell me when to go to work and sign my checks. I just, I will never do that. I'll always work for myself. I, uh, I told my wife, I said, if I can't fail at this because I don't think I could ever go back to a nine to five. I'm almost oh, 40. God, no. I've been doing it my whole fucking life. Yeah. And like, I've been watching, your, you watch, at, when you work a nine to five in a small business, especially, you watch your boss's make fuck loads of money and yes yep. yes they take the risk and it's you know you agree to come on at that wage whatever but 
at the same point, you still watch it and you still see it. And whether you agreed with it or not, it doesn't mean that it still doesn't fuck with you. Yeah. And, and no one's great to work for, you know, I've never like had like gone through and had an owner or that, that, that's not true. I had some good mentors in Maryland actually, and they took care of their employees. So I shouldn't even say that, but dude, there are no jobs out there where you want to work for the person. You know, you always think you can do it better. They don't treat you right. No one gets paid enough. No one has great benefits, you know, so it's hard to go work those shitty jobs. And Mm -hmm. most managers, Jesus, dude, they act like dictators. Like they fucking own you because they have this like little taste of authority. Did I act like that? No, not at all, dude. You would roll up your sleeves and fuck waitresses and work with us on the line, (laughs) you know? uh, (laughs) I did fuck some waitresses. Yeah, that's part of the gig, though. That's how I lost that job. Yeah. Is it? Is that what did it ultimately? <laughs> yeah. Her name began with a K. You know, Ooh. you know who I'm talking about. Oh, buddy. That's awesome. Yeah, it is what it is. I hated that fucking job. I hated that job as well. Mm-hmm. I loved a lot of the people that I met, you know, and uh, they're awesome. It's cool to see some of them succeed. But, bro, I worked at Texas Roadhouse in uh, like 2011, like in that time frame. Mm-hmm. I'll go back there to eat and I see dudes in the kitchen that were there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I know that they're making great money now, probably like 20, 30 bucks an hour, the way it's going and there's no employees. So they're probably getting all the hours, but it's like, oh man, I almost feel bad for them. I don't want to feel bad for them cause they don't feel bad or I don't know what they think, but Life, lifers. Yeah. They might just want to do that forever. Yeah. Not everybody wants to fucking climb, you know? Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. People get content, uh, for the listeners who don't know the, the backstory to what we're talking about. Um, Richie and I both worked at Ruby Tuesdays. I was a manager at a different store and then got transferred to Richie's store. And so even though we're bros, I was his direct, whatever it's called. I want a kitchen knife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. See, I used to do those giveaways and shit for the cooks because nobody, even in the company, gave a fuck about the cooks. And it was like, let them eat, bro. Yeah, no, seriously. I couldn't as a boss, allow you to do that. Like, remember those stupid fucking hats? <laughs> yeah. The stupid, like, chef hats they made you wear? Yeah, I never I, wore that I shit. say they, I made you wear. Right. Yeah, it turned, <laughs> we were on a conference call one time, and uh, Christelle, or my boss, slipped up and was like, mentioned that she had the choice to allow you to wear baseball hats. Oh, that and bitch. I, I cut the whole, there was like fucking 35 culinary managers in this conference call and i stopped the call and i was like wait a minute wait a minute you're meaning to tell me i've been fighting every one of my employees to wear these stupid fucking hats and they've been able to wear baseball hats at the same time and all she said was ryan we'll talk about this after the call oh whatever go to hell lady camel toe yeah (laughs) she saw my dick that's awesome your phone quote glitched it glitched bro it was a fucking glitch (laughs) man it was a motorola razor we're supposed to send pictures of our pull thaw racks, which is where you take the. You send your pull thaw, bro. <laughs> with, you set, it's where you take frozen meat out of the freezer and put it on racks in the refrigerator to slowly thaw out. And uh, I sent a picture of the pull thaw rack with the caption that said, That's a nice pull thaw, winky face. <laughs> <laughs> and my phone glitched and sent her a dick pic. Oh, man. Now, to be fair to myself, it was a glorious dick pic. <laughs> Good for you. It, it was a glorious... I was proud of that one. Right. I, uh, I went to show one of the other managers at the store I was at. I was like, check out, you know, Christelle wanted to see the pull thaw rack. This is the picture I sent her. And I pulled up the message instead of the picture. And it was my cock. And I was like, 
<laughs> I'll be right back. And I ran in the office, slammed the door, locked myself in the office, and I called her repeatedly. Was your heart just pounding through Dude, your chest? Dude, I had just gotten this promotion. I worked so hard for that promotion. And like, I was only there like maybe three months before she came on board. It was literally like her second week as a regional manager, district manager, whatever they called her. And uh, she's a very attractive lady. She wasn't bad looking. So it was extra worse. And at this point in time, I was like 23. God, were we that young? We were that young, dude. This is like 15 years ago. God damn, that's hard to believe. And uh, so I called her like like a jealous boyfriend, dude. I called her. She didn't answer. I hung up, called right back, hung up, called right back. And finally she answered. She goes, what, Ryan? And I was like, did you get that message I sent you? And she goes, yes, I haven't looked at it yet. What is your problem? And I, I told her. Oh, I had to. Oh, the old honesty, man. I had yeah. to. What else was I going to do? You're I like, said, please delete that picture. I'll send you a new one. She goes, what's it of? And I go, it's a part of me. And it was an accident. I'm so very sorry. Please don't fire me. <laughs> I didn't get fired. But like two years down the road, my GM at the store that Richie and I worked with above me was a female. And they had an all-female GM meeting. And apparently... Alcohol was involved, possibly, and she had told all the female GMs about the picture and that she had looked at it. What, what, beforehand? I don't know if it was beforehand or after the call. I almost hope it was after the call. Yeah, well, hell yeah, and she had to, bro. She was like... She had to. Mm-hmm. I met her husband. Oh, my God. Like, a year later, and he tried to, like, death grip my hand. And you were like, oh, man, you know about my dick. Yeah, he, like, gave me the fucking stare down and tried... You know, like, a, when a man yeah. shakes another man's hand, he doesn't like... He, you right, get, yeah, you get just try and squeeze... Uh, Dude, you see... Look at my fucking yeah. hands. And I was like, hey. <laughs> I'm a young kid. I'm like, right. I would totally bang your wife, Brude. Yeah, if, dude. If she had called me afterwards and been like, I looked at it, why don't we do this? I would have been like, fair enough. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I'm in Presque Isle. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> you would have come back to work and be like, guys, I'm sorry, but you got to wear those fucking stupid hats. My hands are tied. <laughs> she was actually, like, nicer to me forever after that. You handled it right, dude. By you, telling her the truth. By telling her the truth, and, you know, you pan it correctly, and, it, you know, it is an accident. I could do that now, you know, if I, I – first, I've never taken a picture of my dick. Second – uh, if I had one there, it's easy if you're sending a design off to a client, dude, it pulls up your gallery. If I got a picture of my wife's titties or something, dude, it's, you know, it's easy to accidentally so scary, hit that. Right? Yeah, it is. My wife and I traded nudes the other day for the first time in a long time because we're married and there's no spice in our relationship anymore. And uh, she sent me a picture of vagina. Ooh. And so I sent her back a cock picture. And uh, the other, like... I'm picturing it in my mind. I'm so happy for the, you guys. The other day I'm scrolling through my phone and I'm like... Oh, oh shit! <laughs> you forgot vagina. it was there. Yeah. There's still a vagina on my phone. I don't want to get too personal, but I know you like the like the long, just bushy red hair, like the 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 floss ginger bush. Yeah, man, you get some ginger bush. Ah, uh, she keeps it pretty low. I don't I don't have a preference of shaved or not. Oh, fair. I'm not. That's how I'm, fair of you. I'm not one of them picky dudes. I'm like, if you want to shave your box, shave your box. Jesus, I have like a liberal cuck I, <laughs> I happen to i'm a wilderness explorer my friend <laughs> but uh, i happen to have an uh, extreme affinity for redheads hell yeah and specifically natural redheads with matching carpet Ooh. something about it just fucking drives me nuts and big butts big giant badonks i love butts 
Yeah. I don't care about boobies at all. I got bigger boobies than my wife. Nice. Nice. Probably not not realistically, but close. You look good, man. You're a big guy anyways. You look like you've lost some weight. You look fit, bro. I need to be healthier. Mm. I'm going to probably die young. I don't oh, want Jesus. to. Jesus, knock on wood, man. I don't want to. No, I've, I've had a premonition for a long time that I was going to die at 40. Wow, that went, that took a left turn. Sorry, bro. No, it's all right. My wife says I'm an idiot. Every time I bring that up, she goes, you're not going to fucking die at 40. I'm like, I tell them. You I'm got a crystal ball, motherfucker. I'm telling you, I had a dream about it one time. Oh, did you? Is that what started that whole mm -hmm. like thought process? Well, tell yeah. me about your dream, bro. I dreamt that I was in my yard. Okay. Okay, so I had this dream before I bought my house. Okay. And I dreamt that I was in my yard, and I was walking from around the backside of the house into the front yard. Wait, and collapsed. like... like Oh, okay, shit. I can't believe I was about to interrupt you. But, like, so this was before you bought your house? Before I bought my house. I had never seen my house before. And, but your dream was about the yard you have now. Yes. And you walked around the house you have now. Yes. No way, I dude. I shit you not. Okay. I told the wife, I go, I know. Remember when I was buying the house? I told her the day we went and looked at it, I go, we're going to get this house because this is the house I was in that dream I had. Oh, my. So you're just setting yourself up? No, dude. It's, it is what it is. One house to rule them all, Coakley. I, I think I think everybody has a little bit of, you know, you get deja vu. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The glitch in the matrix. It yeah. Yeah. You time. think you think about your phone ringing and then it rings. Yeah. Things like that. Um, my mom used to just drill into us that uh, people were psychic and like. Babies could see ghosts and things like that when I was growing up. My mom's up. very much similar with fucking that babies can see. Yeah, dude, my mom tried to convince me I could see things when I was younger. And she yes. told me because little did that happen to you? Yes. I was sitting once in my mom's like living room and they live in a trailer. And so in the living room, you know, you can see the kitchen. It's right here, you know, off to the right. And then the, the refrigerator is right there. My mom was like, oh, my God, Rich. And then my grandma, who was alive at the time, was like, oh, yeah, what? Ah, ah. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? And my mom was like, I just watched a woman walk into the refrigerator. And I was like, what? And then my grandma, she was wearing a black cloak over her face. Oh, my God. And I was just like, do you? I looked at my stepdad. I'm like, do you fucking hear this shit? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, this being said, we both lived in a haunted apartment. Oh, yeah. Dude, that place was Haunted. Haunted as fuck, dude, with whores. Yeah. Like, the ghosts were whores. They literal were whores. Literal. It was... Uh, so, Richie and I... So, this apartment we had, it was our older brother Joel's apartment for a long time. At some point... So, when Joel got rid of the apartment, that was the last time one of us lived there in 20 years. It, except for Jeff, because Jeff took it over. Jeff started it, didn't he? Or no, <laughs> Blue did. Jeff started it and then finished it because him and his uh, oh, that's kids, yeah, right. before that's they right. got their house. But back in the day, like we lit, like the apartment is like an attic, you know, it's like all the way upstairs. It's a third floor attic apartment. Yeah. And uh, like way back in the day in like the 20s, you know, uh, it used to be a brothel. And then uh, so like in our apartment, there were these like A-frame sections, uh, you know, where like there'd be windows and you could see the framework where it used to be small little sections of bed, you know, where chicks would just get railed by, you know. There people. was a, a hidden room behind the kitchen. Yeah, which I got to see once. I called it the dead hooker money room. Turns out there was just a really old stove in there and no yeah. dead hookers or money. It smelled um, of dead hooker. Richie and I both swear to God that we felt somebody blowing on our dicks when we jerked off. When Dan we lived Aykroyd there. style, dude. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd style. <sighs> like, you know. 
Yeah. Like like old skanky broads you would do. Were you there the night? It was a lot of us there. Uh, it was me, Joel, and other people. And uh, we just started hearing women yell at each other in like Spanish. We don't even know what language yeah, they were it, it was coming from like the kitchen. Yeah. And we could not pinpoint where it was coming from. It was so crazy, man. Give me the heebie-jeebies. But I never felt like uh, scared of them. No, never. I felt like when I moved in, they were like, "Ooh, I, I eat pretty rich." <laughs> I was I, like, "Yeah, girls, what's up?" I was single when I lived there, and <clears throat> I was bringing home all sorts of ass. And <laughs> every one of the girls was like, "I just feel something weird in this apartment." Yeah, your competition to the yeah. dead hooker whores. And they love us. Yeah. We were young men. They did you know? it. Of any weird ghost thing I've ever felt, that was the most comfortable and awesome. But I had a, so I lived in like the middle room next to the kitchen, you yeah. know, where that door was. I was sleeping one night and I woke up, I'm like a really light sleeper, dude. And it was summertime. So I had a, two fans in the window, one going in, one going out, right. You know, to get the air going. And uh, I felt shit like on my face. It was weird. I thought I had hair all over my face. So I wake up, I walk over, I turn on the light, you know, and I got to walk across the room to get to the light switch. And it took me a minute to get what was going on, but there were all these fucking spiderlings flying around my room, like fucking dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Uh, like they had to have just hatched from the ceiling or something. And then they were just like blowing in the wind. So for fucking days, I had spiders hanging off of everything, you know? Because oh, your room had like cathedral like, yeah. like spire in the top oh, of it. Oh, so gross. I, so, you know, because I was covered in spiders. So I fucking ran to the bathroom, got myself cleaned up because they were all over me and then I just went in there with a shot back at like two in the morning she you know and I fucking murdered him the setup of that apartment was weird because it was circular so like the rooms were like on the outside of the circle like a hotel almost you could literally walk all the way around the yeah. apartment it like in the hallway um well you'd have to pass through Richie's room to make the loop but and then the living room was off the bathroom and that you if you were sitting watching tv the bathroom door was facing you and it happened on multiple occasions where the door was shut and the light was on in there and Joel and I both saw feet standing in front of the door. Oh God, that's so creepy. And then one of us would open the door and nobody's standing there. No bullshit. Like I, that, that happened to us easily a dozen times. Uh, a couple, um, uh, once, uh, and I, th I, if my memory serves me correctly, Joel, it, it was just Joel and I there that night and he goes to bed and I'm still watching TV in that same living room. And uh, we had a little Nerf ball on the floor. It just fucking rolled. And it was out of where I could see. It was like beside the couch, like that like love seater we had against the wall. Dude, it just f like fucking rolled. You know, like where to he had to where Joel had his bookshelf from like there to there. And I fucking jumped up. I swear I ran to Joel's door and like beat on the fucking door. I'm like, dude, you got to wake up. You got to come out here. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to sit alone. I'm actually creeped out. Um, I did see Jesus in that in the bathroom like a literal premonition of Jesus. Weird. Joel had this chick come over and she had these cookies and they were delicious. And uh, they were like the size of silver dollars. They were just little. And I forget what they, I think they were like sugar cookies with Hawaiian sea salt on them. They were so good. And they were weed cookies. And I just, I was sitting there with my blood brother, Pat, <clears throat> excuse me. 
And, <laughs> and then we uh, do literally, we just kept eating them and eating them and having this like long debate about something, dude. And I probably ate 12 or 13 of those cookies. And then uh, I started tripping out on weeds so bad. I went into the bathroom, got in the bathtub and I'm in there in the water, dude, just in the fetal position. And I look up and weed Jesus is just perched up on the fucking, like the little nozzle thing, like a gargoyle, just staring at me, making me feel bad for everything I've ever done with my life. I had one of those moments while you were tattooing me once. Oh, me too. I remember that. There was, was too a, much weed in that weed. Yeah, there was. A, we, I bought some cookies from a dispensary here, and Rich and I both ate one, and the batch was definitely not mixed correctly. No, they fucked that one up. Oh, my God. I was laying on Rich's table getting tattooed by him, and I, that day changed my life. <laughs> I literally had an epiphany. I was laying there like tears running down the side of my face, like not from pain, but from like... The realization that I was a piece of shit, and I, I fucking, even though I work hard, I'm not working fucking hard enough. And right. fucking, yeah, I need to step it up, and I need to figure something out, and fucking, like, after that day was when every, I started to really fucking grind, and you know what I mean? And I was like, I'm never eating edibles again. Oh, my God. I think that might have been one of the last times I ever ate edibles. Dude, uh, which is hilarious, because I was tattooing you at the exact same time, and I remember I put my hoodie on, and then I just <laughs> squeezed the fucking the string, so it was just right around my face, and I'm I'm feeling the same way, dude. I'm like, I'm like this tattoo sucks. I'm a fucking loser. My dick is small. I ain't got no dick. I ain't funny. You know, I'm just going on and on. And then I, I forget if I said it or you said it, but you, like, looked at me, and you're like, bro, are you freaking out just feeling like shit? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, me too. All right, cool. All right, we're in it together. I know I can tattoo if I'm ever tripping too hard off the oh weed. Oh, my God, that was brutal. The, back to the apartment, though, I uh, I would see people out of the corner of my eye, like, constantly. Yeah. Like, somebody walked down the hallway, and I'm like, there's nobody fucking here. That, that would happen to me a lot. If I was facing the TV and then that long hallway where Joel's room was all the way down, I would see shit, like, all the way down there all the fucking time. Did Joel ever tell you about somebody smoking his weed when we lived together? No. So when Joel and I lived together, it was when I worked with you at Ruby's. I think vaguely I know what you're talking about. And, uh, like, he would get home from tattooing, and I would get home from work late, and he'd be like, did you smoke my weed? I'm like, no, I'm not. What the fuck kind of question is that? No, I'm right. obviously not going to smoke your weed, and I've been at work for fucking 14 hours. Somebody smoked my weed, bro. So he started testing it. So he, he would pack a bowl and leave it on the coffee table. Yeah. And it, when he would get home from work way before me and I left before him, the bowl would be smoked. So wow. every other apartment in the entire building, and this is a massive building, was yeah. an efficiency apartment. So we think one of the guys in the efficiency was coming up through the back stairwell because it was a there was one stairwell that went all the way to our apartment. Right. And was smoking Joel's weed. Yeah, dude, those bastards. One day I had the flu. And it was like, remember that AK-47 I had? Yeah, that, yeah. Like a legit AK? Right. I had the flu and I was laying on the couch cuddling with my AK. <laughs> and, <laughs> Just for the fuck of it? Yeah, and I heard somebody jimmying that third floor stairwell doorknob. Dude. And I was like, oh, fuck, Joel took my car today. So Joel took my car. They thought nobody was home. And so they're trying to get into the apartment. So I pick up my AK and I'm like, hobbling over to the back door because I'm sick and I fucking rack it and I just hear somebody running down the third floor steps and they never smoked his weed again dude he was bad about leaving that door fucking unlocked down there dude I locked it religiously unlocked yeah. and when we lived together I had an AK and he had an MP5 right, yeah. in the apartment which is totally legal don't nobody no listeners freak out Maine has very good gun laws yeah 
but he would leave the doors unlocked and shit. We lived in the fucking ghetto. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Dude, I once was walking up the side stairs, and when I got to the porch, and I had lived there for a, like a couple years at that point, there was some ugly, skanky chick with a completely to the fucking skin shaved head, and she was yanking back the siding of the house. And I've never seen this chick. She didn't belong there. And a couple of junkies were ripping off like aluminum foil from the fucking insulation behind the goddamn siding, and they were trying to smoke there. And I was like, hey, y'all motherfuckers. Take it to the front, please. This is a private entrance. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want to smoke the crack from the building in the front, that's your prerogative. But this is my porch bounce. You know what I mean? Oh, on the third, on the entrance yeah, to the apartment? Um, <laughs> dude, so <laughs> fucking gross. We were chilling in there one time, and uh, Kiki was just a little kid, and, and uh, it was like fucking two or three in the morning, and Joel and I were just chilling late. I think some people had just left, and some black chick walked up in the living room from the inside door, dude. And she what? went, oh, a cute little kitty. And I was like, who the fuck are you? And she was like, <gasps> and she looked scared, dude. Like, she just walked into the wrong apartment, bro. You know what I mean? Oh, and, and she uh, didn't yeah. realize that that door led to an apartment? She was probably new in the building or whatever, and she walked up. But my reaction was like, dude, it's three in the morning. I don't know you. Get yeah, away from my kid. there was kitten. two entrances. There was the yeah. one that went straight up to us from the back door yeah. and then you could walk through the entire building and get in through another door yeah so she came in through the building i i was sad to leave that place but so happy at the same time yeah because uh i think what finally did it we saw like two syringes on a snowbank and then we watched like it melt until springtime and then they were just on the sidewalk and i was like i'm leaving bangor bangor is so bad dude it's so much worse than it used to be yeah and Bangor City Council should all be fucking hung in the town square. Yeah, everyone. They should be hung in Pickering Square for what they've done to that city. They make it easy. I, I heard recently uh, from someone that works for the state or whatever, you know, one of my clients, uh, that they just take people like who are homeless in other places and ship them here. They put them on a bus and they come to Bangor because you can get your welfare quick and you have a place to stay for free and they're not going to pro like prosecute you for being homeless or whatever. Yeah, you can just shoot drugs right in the yeah. street and leave the needles in the parks for the kids. Man, it's so sad, man. Dude, I went over to our friend uh, BB's house, you know. Yeah. Mr. Mister BB. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, what's up, bro? They have, what, two kids or four kids? God, they have like 11. They got a lot of kids. Yeah, they do. So I went over there. I was helping him work on his car. And I'm like looking around and there's fucking zombies everywhere, dude. Literal zombies. Literal zombies. Yeah. Junk, like needles laying in the fucking street. And oh, I'm like, so bad. what the fuck, dude? Like, those were bad neighborhoods when we were younger. Yeah, but... Nothing like what they are what they are now. And it's not just, like, our area, too. Dude, the opioid pandemic's fucking gnarly everywhere, man. It's it's crazy what's going on out there. Yeah. So I say just legalize mushrooms, man. Let's all have a good time. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. you know, kill them all. That, that, that is life, and however that works out, I just want, you know, mushrooms to be legal again. They're legal in Oregon. Yeah, they are. Yep. They'll be legal at some point. There's a bunch of shit legal in Oregon that's kind of yeah. not legal. Like assist, what, really? Assisted suicide. What? Yeah, you can go to no. Oregon if you want to die. That I, I have to. I'm not fact-checking you to your face. I'm just researching with you. No, Raquel Welch died. Oh, no. She was a fucking piece. R.I.P. Michael Lair. Uh, what were we asking? Oregon. Oregon assisted suicide. What? You're not alone. Help is available. No, get out of here. You don't have to tally that. I was just researching for my pockets. Uh, Death with Dignity Act. Yep. Wow. 1997. Since 1997. Holy shit. 
to collect information about the patient's vision. Wow. So like the comedian Michael Lair? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? He had ALS. He was on Kill Tony all the time. Uh, his ALS got so bad he had to go to Oregon to get assisted suicide. He just didn't want to fucking have yeah. to suffer. Oh, yeah. You should be allowed to do that, man. Yeah, you should. I don't think suicide should be illegal. No. Which it is. Which I don't... How in the fuck can you yeah, make... Yeah, what, what a weird fucking thing, dude. What the fuck? That's yeah. the one thing with me. And uh, if people need help, they need help, bro. Like, I'm on team people. I want someone to have someone to talk to. But if you're going to make the decision to ace yourself and you're leaving your family, you know what you're doing. You yeah. know you know you're hurting those people. You're doing it. Why should... It's so self-righteous for someone to be like, no, don't kill... If somebody doesn't want to be here, they should be allowed to check out. And they're only staying because of someone else's insecurities. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it so much worse for them. Yeah. You know? I'm on board if someone wants to go. But, you know, you should be asked like, I don't know, once or twice, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But if you get past that, I don't know what I was going to research there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, have you heard about the the the... Air Force shooting shit down over oh, the last yeah, week. Yeah. Have you looked into it at all? Nah, a little bit. They made a point to say they are not extraterrestrial. Well, of course not. It'd be dumb to shoot one of them down. They haven't shown them. Right. I think it's a distraction because they're releasing 167 names off the Epstein list. Shut the fuck up. That's what I heard. Dude, where did you hear that? On the interwebs. Okay, well, like from a conspiracy person? I have no idea. I just read shit. Uh, how do you ask this? Jeff Epstein guest list? Is that it? Yeah. Wow. 2,000 names? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that was one day ago. Okay. Newsweek. Yeah. Fact check. Have Jeffrey Epstein released? Uh, Are we going to get a video? Uh, more than three years. <sighs> Batch soon to be unsealed court documents expected to include information pertaining to at least one public figure. Dude, high or low, that's Bill Clinton. <laughs> right, that's totally Bill Clinton. Or it's Trump. The only reason Trump is not as dirty as he is is because the world has a Bill Clinton. He'll always be the dirtier white guy. Oh, what is this? Let's listen to this So I was recruited at a very young age from Mar-a-Lago and entrapped in a world that I didn't understand. What? She was recruited from Mar-a-Lago? Oh, wow. They Does, took... Doesn't Trump own Mar-a-Lago? Oh, that's... Uh, you know, Trump's a dirty, dirty man, but everyone knows a, that. I don't think he's a pedophile, though. I think he probably has made whoop-whoop with a minor or two. They've, you know? uh, they've, there's been speculation... That the whole Epstein thing, like Epstein got caught because he pissed off Trump in a real estate deal. And Trump knew it all. Shut the fuck up, and That's man. a speculation, but I've heard that before. Yeah, see? Client list. Wow. A hundred and... There was like a hundred and something names that were previously redacted. So you, you think they're see, shooting shit down? Yeah, so I think they're saying they're shooting shit down. The only thing they've shown pictures of was fucking. An unidentified. Flag yeah, because there was one in Michigan, one in Alaska, like one in like fucking. Yeah, there's been four of them so far. Including the balloon, though, right? Yeah. Even China was like, round eyes, shut the fuck up about the balloon. It's dumb. Yeah, and they were like, that, yeah, that's our balloon. 
Three mysterious objects. One was shaped like a pentagon, I think. Yep. And one was cylindrical. Uh, allegedly. Oh, allegedly. 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 That's ignorant. He refused to rule out extraterrestrial forces at play. Come on, dude. No one's shooting down any alien thing, dude. That's retarded. Dude, if aliens come here interstellarly, right. we're not shooting them down. Our, our primitive fucking... It might as well be a Neanderthal throwing a rock at you. Yeah, seriously. Like, no. our, our jet propulsion rockets are not going to fucking be able to catch a UFO. They wouldn't even fight us back. They'd be like, dude, you don't understand. Yeah, they'd be like, boop, gone. Yeah. We're going to fuck you and then eat you. Because we're like more evolved humans, but still primitive. Yeah, and we're hungry. Because that's what we would do. If we actually caught an alien, we'd hire someone to fuck it to see what would happen. You know what I mean? And then somebody and then somebody would eat it. Yeah, just to see what it tastes like. Yeah. Because that's who we are. And then we dissect it. Maybe that's what the aliens have been doing. Like how people are much fatter now than we used to be. That is. Maybe they're just yeah. fattening us up. People are much fatter than traditional years. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I could see that, man. I sometimes think that uh, aliens that abduct people are just like teenagers on the loose, you know, like alien teenager, and they're just fucking with people like we used to. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, look up uh, world's fattest man in the 1800s. Uh, 1800s, world's fattest man. Let's check this motherfucker out. Lambert's. Uh, in 1805, Lambert's, uh, how do you pronounce that right there? Gale. Gale closed. Gale. By this time, he weighed 50 stone, 700 pounds, and he had become the heaviest authenticated person up to that point in recorded history. He became a recluse, which I can imagine he had no dick. Um, and then 1806, poverty forced Lambert to put himself on exhibition to raise money. So how the fuck do you get that big? Back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on a diet, I'm trying to that's nineteen and one the thing. Do we got pictures of this motherfucker? Dude. Dude, I see people fatter than that at Walmart, bro. Yeah. Straight up. I see women that look like this dude right here. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Okay. He was the world the world's fattest person. Wow. Two hundred years ago. That's fucking impressive. Like when you get on got down here down to your knees. Ew. I mean, good for them. I'm not trying to say ew. They look very fed. How the fuck do you get that big back then? I think the average weight for like a dude in the, like during the Civil War was like a 125 pounds. Yeah. That, so how the fuck do you get this big? There's no food. But that puts it into perspective. We see people that big every day. Right. Fucking break. Every day. Breaking yeah. scooters at Walmart. Fucking oh, out of my way. Yeah, it's all the corn syrup and shit and food, probably. Yeah, the sugar. Yeah. Um, oh, I love sugar. sugar. What was it? A uh, hundred years ago, we, the average American averaged half a pound of sugar a year, and now we're averaging half a pound a day. Wow, what? Really? Average consumption of sugar. Daily consumption? What is that? Per person. Yeah, but what's the measurement in? Ooh, donuts. Everyone likes donuts. I think that was grams. Back in 2009, the consumption amount was 9.9 .9 million metric tons. Oh, wow. Okay, dude, in 2009, in the, what is that, like per year, 9.9 .9 million metric tons of sugar. And then 2017, 11, 11 million metric tons. And that's just for uh, Americans. Yeah, in grams. So 
we rank highest 126.4 grams per person. Jesus. So Canada must have some fit fucking people, huh? Even 90 grams of sugar is a lot. A lot. Like a lot. It depends on what you count as sugar, too, you know, like because uh, carbs can be counted. Did you see the new body? food pyramid? <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's bullshit. Where it goes watermelon, kale, frosted mini wheats. Yeah, dude. Dude, what the fuck? Who bought that? You know what we I mean? We did. Like that was a, taxpayer funded. Jesus Christ. That's, a, I just, I watched this awesome video last night. Um, I just found the dude too. I can't think of his name to give him the uh, the credit, but uh, he made a video on like the 13 biggest coups that the U.S. government has done in other countries, you know, mm -hmm. like putting a dictator in place or something and the CIA, you know, controls that dude. So many people in the food industry did it. Like uh, down in Guatemala, uh, like literally uh, some guy in Memphis, you the know. The Banana Wars. Yeah, the Banana Wars. Uh, Mr. Banana, they called him or whatever, you know, yeah, and he. Chiquita Bananas, he fucking slaughtered people. Yeah, he made his own fucking like infantry and then sailed the boat down there and took over and overthrew their government. And the, the Navy just let him do it because the CIA wanted to put someone else in office down there. And it all had to do with the Panama Canal mm -hmm. and other shit. Dude, that's insanity. And that's not the only time we've done that over trade for sugar um i think sugar is what got us hawaii we didn't want china taking hawaii then having the main uh, trade stake in sugar and so we were the ones and we staged a coup to get hawaii that was part of it too uh, yeah man looks like china might get it after all if things keep going the way they're going and then i uh, he had a good video on what's actually going on uh in taiwan like uh, the silicone we need silicone for chips and mm -hmm. you know so the United States has the best ideas for chips, the best scientists to make those chips, or at least to create or design the chips. And then we have most of the material to do it. But then we need a, uh, I think Norway or someone in like the Norway area has a laser that can actually cut these chips as small as they need to be, you know? And then the person who can take all of this or the country is Taiwan. Taiwan is the leading manufacturer as far as actually making these chips. So we work really, really close with Taiwan and a few other chip places because we a need those chips for you know the weapons, everything else that we have in the world that takes silicone. Um, but China doesn't have a stake in that. China is only a consumer of these oh. chips, and so that is the actual like war in Taiwan and why we're so up the ass of trying to keep Taiwan because we want Taiwan in our back pocket, dude. Yeah, it's nuts. This guy. Oh, is that why we're building chip factories in the U.S. now? Yeah, which we should anyways, man. Why outsource? We, we should enough? make everything. Everything. Yeah. What was it, NAFTA that ruined all that? Yeah. God damn, man. Fucking Bill Clinton. Seriously. And I want to admire the guy. Yeah. Uh, Blowjobs and cocaine. I totally get it, dog. That's a fun day at work. But, dude, you made some pretty suspect decisions. Yeah, like his marriage. That's probably where you fucked up. Yeah. It's like, I was just on Epstein Island because I hate my wife. <clears throat> she's she's a wicked whore at now home. She was doable back in the day. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nixon grabbed her by the pussy ruined the whole thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Fucking Hillary. Nixon, Nixon said... Uh, that the same people that got him were the same ones that got JFK. Yeah? Yeah. The CIA? Yeah. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um, who was it? So it was the Vietnam War, and it was the president of South Vietnam. We staged a coup there, but we didn't want him to die. And then he ended up being assassinated by North Vietnam, and JFK was very upset about it because— uh, he was the first Catholic president in Vietnam, and JFK was the first Catholic president here. 
and uh, being religious, you know, he just, he felt really bad about it. He himself was assassinated 19 days later. Yeah. Because he was like, you shouldn't have done that. And they're like, yeah, my fucker. Well, he made that speech where he was like, I'm going to end corruption. Secret societies are a disgusting, you know, whatever he said. Yeah. He's like, that shit's bullshit. They've tried to scrub that clip from the internet and it just keeps coming back. It has to, man. He's not the only president that warned of the military industrial complex. Nope. Old Eisenhower. Yeah. Was it Eisenhower? Oh, yeah. He's like. Yeah, after World War II. He's like, I'm on my way out. <clears throat> Shit's getting real in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's kind of what's happening like in Ukraine right now. Uh, somebody buys bullets and missiles and there's a new conflict. We pulled out of Afghanistan. You know what I mean? And then like Russia, you don't think that the people in charge like control that? The bullet companies were like, hey, COVID, hold my beer. Can you pull up uh how the stock in Lockheed Martin and Raytheon has been doing? Lockheed Martin stock. Oh, they're down. Uh, they're down today. Down today. Hey, go five year. Five year. Let's take a look. Oh, mm, look that, at that. That's a pretty steady climb, brother. Wow. From 2018 to now, just going up and up and up. And yeah. when did the conflict in uh, Ukraine happen? I believe that was about... About what? right, yeah, 2021. Yeah, beginning of... Right at... Keep going. Right in that dip over 2021. Oh, uh, right here? Yeah. Hmm... Dude, that's some bullshit right there. They're 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 like kind of like flatlining right. They're not flatlining, but they're breaking even right here. That then, low that low dip in 2019 was around the time we started pulling out of Afghanistan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Now uh, do Raytheon. How do you spell Raytheon? R-A-T-H-E-O-N. Oh weird. Shit, we see a dip. Yeah. A maybe, big old dip since 2020. Maybe they didn't get a government contract. Yeah, but maybe they pissed off somebody in government because that's dipping off rate of COVID. Oh, like yeah. literally yeah, maybe COVID right there, dude. Well, April maybe, 9th, 2020. Maybe their board is a bunch of liberals. Yeah, that is true. I passed a woman driving by herself with a mask on today and I was like, still, bitch? Still, really? What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyone that thinks they're going to die wouldn't be out. Yeah, speaking of suicide, that lady should... Uh, <laughs> go to Oregon. Oregon. She'd wear her mask there. She'd be like, <laughs> bury me with it. Oh, thank God all that shit's fucking over, though, dude. Oh, they'll bring it back if they need to. It is. Now it's always there for them to tap into when they need some control. Yeah, but... I. And people will fucking just soak that shit up, dude. It, most people will, unfortunately. But if you look at the world, man, China protest like they held China on lockdown for years. Um, I follow a tattoo artist in Beijing, and she just posted on Instagram that she was allowed to leave the country for the first time in three years. Like she was allowed to leave and travel, and that's insanity. I wonder how many Chinese people are jumping shit. Uh, probably a lot trying I, to bail. I don't know how accurate it is or if it's a lot of riots and protesting or government funded from different governments around the world. But you know that they were protesting in China over that. They want their freedoms, man. Yeah, just like us. They were holding up yeah. American flags. But Oh, that would piss off. Uh, what's his face? Dude? Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Xi <laughs> yeah. Jinping? He does have a big old belly, dude. I saw him walking around the other day. I Winnie the like, Pooh's banned yeah. in China because of South Park. That's so fucking hilarious, dude. Or it may have been South Park did an episode on it because Winnie the Pooh was banned. But it's uh, their their level of tyranny 
is what they want to achieve here. Yeah. Because like in China, they were flying drones around. And if you were caught outside your house, the drone is like, get home, blah, blah, blah. Here, people will be shooting them fuckers out of the sky. Right out of the sky. <laughs> right away. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Dude, it, oh, man, it's crazy at the, uh, the, what was it, Australia? They were very stringent with the Dude, their... Australia got real dark with it. Like, what the fuck and are I you guys And I used to want to go there, man, but I don't yeah. want to go somewhere where... I understand if I travel out of the country, I, like, I have to abide the rules of another place. Like, I'm not going to take a weed cartridge to Russia, but I might want to go see Moscow someday, you know? Right. It's a beautiful place. Um, so you got to abide law there, but when you leave somewhere, A, you're a tourist and then B, there are rules. You have less rights. We have more rights than anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, we have less rules than anybody. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, it, I wanted to go to Australia. Canada sounded like a good one. I don't want to go to Canada, dude. No, not while that fuck cucks in office. Trudeau is a piece of shit. That's a bad person. I don't like him. Uh, thank God it's Canada. Cause you know, we're safe. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you, what are you going to do? Canada, you yeah. know? But I'd be pissed as fuck if, uh, what's that movie, Red Dawn? What if Red Dawn took place in Maine? And, and there's you, a bunch of maple leaf. <laughs> yeah, you see jets flying by with maple leaves on the tail, and it's like, well, what's going on? You can't take it serious. Next thing you know, they're dropping syrup bombs on you, <laughs> like space balls <laughs> when they send the jam to jam the shit. It's just syrup. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky pops down like Khabib Nurmagomedov, starts fucking people up. Yeah. <sighs> it, Australia really disappointed me with their COVID restrictions. Like I always like, I, I know quite a few Australian people, you know, like yeah. I've got some clients in Australia. Fuck I've, yeah. so I've met some Australian fighters and they're all badass motherfuckers. I think dude. we have two listeners in Australia. Like yeah. the last time we looked, so. shout out to Blackburn plumbing, <laughs> Josh, what's up, bruh? Oi. <laughs> I don't know if you say oi or not. We can play him on the podcast. He tagged me in a reel today. Hell yeah. Uh, his accent's fucking thick, bro. Oh, my wife's messaging me. Oh, a crocodile. I don't know how to do an Australian accent. I tried to do the accent thing for you, and I wasn't good at it. Oh, hey, we spelled Raytheon wrong. It's R-A-Y-T-H-E-O-N. Oh, it's still the same chart, though. If any of you sticklers out there. But uh, all the Australian people I know are are super fucking awesome and badass. And I just, I can't help but one, him and I have been taught, have talked about guns back and forth. Yeah. So the rifle my wife just bought me for Christmas was $359. Nice. In Australia, it's 15,000. Holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah, Cause but it's an AR 15. They don't want you to have guns. Shout there. out to the most popular rifle in America. Yeah. No. Uh, hold on. That's right there. Isn't Volkanovsky right? Uh, Australian, Australian, yeah. yeah. So is Jessica Rose Clark. Oh, nice. Let me run you. I could hear his accent. She's finally arrived all the way from the USA. Hey, Look at that. Magnificent. Thank you very much, Ryan. Ryan. From, uh, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. There you go. I just call him Ryan because we're best mates now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He's a, he's a fucking awesome dude. Hell he yeah, sends dude. me hilarious reels and shit and stuff back and forth. I want a friend with an accent like that. That's awesome. Oi, hey, Ryan. <laughs> Oi. 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 Chancey asked me today if I could make him a crocodile Dundee knife, and I was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? Of course I can. What kind of knife is a crocodile Dundee knife? Uh, look it up right there. It's um, it's a type of Bowie knife, but his specifically is um, kind of elaborate. 
Oh, let's take a. Oh, it's, damn! It's a big old fucking beautiful Buick. That looks like it right there, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a replica. Oh, see wow. how it's got the curved guard, and then it's, it's got multi-layer handle. So you got solid layers up towards the guard, then you got stacked leather in the center. Wow, then, you know what I mean? That's not a knife. That's a through frame too. What do you do? What a, so when you get a Bowie knife like that, what's that for? What do you? What is the functionality? Whatever that? the fuck you want. Oh yeah, like you can chop a tree down with it. Fuck yeah, up a crocodile if, if it's good steel. Yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. It's a through frame too. So the tang, even though it's a hidden tang, it goes all the way through to the bottom and then there's usually a threaded cap on the end. Word. That like we will shape to make it look not like a nut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you, do you ever look at your wife and be like, I want some tang? No. Oh, usually I just give her the eyebrows. <laughs> that's, I, uh, eyebrows, that's, eyebrows. You doing it to me just now, shit, man. Yeah. Or I'll say... You want to do it? Oh, that's a good one. We've been together 10 years. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. My wife's not a very, like, like, do naughty shit kind of girl. You know what I mean? Joel described her when we first started dating as wholesome instead of just some hole. <laughs> so That's something Joel would say. That's really funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. It is what it is. Uh, he made a, I can't remember what it was, but it was about Amber Heard, and he said it today. <laughs> yeah it was very funny fuck what we were talking about he's is like, he getting more comfortable on you guys show where he'll be able to come on this show with us because joel's got some quality one-liners he does uh yes because we're doing educational shit uh we're not uh, that is the wrong thing our show is called 4 20 a.m because we get high in the morning um but uh he's been researching you know whatever the fuck it is we're going to talk about like we were talking about olympus mon on mars yeah uh, we talked about uh de-extincting fucking woolly mammoths he really enjoys looking into that and then speaking about it for a while you know so, joel loves to know things yeah um but then like uh we broke down andor <clears throat> on the last one you know so he, he is getting more comfortable with it <gasps> oh bro yeah we didn't even talk about it what you mentioned Volkanovsky. Oh shit. Yeah. The, <sighs> I have a couple things to say about that before we get into the fight part of it. Okay. When Bruce Buffer is like, and in this corner brought to you by cocaine bear, dude, the, come on. It's the fucking main event. And we're plugging. I was into it too. I'm like, yeah, cocaine bear. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch that, but whatever. Like what the fuck? And he, and he did it right before he said Volk's name, dude. It just, ah, oh. I, we were watching one pay-per-view and they were plugging ramen and or something yeah. like that in the main event. Ramen. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? I have to eat ramen because these shitty pay-per-views cost so much. Yeah, you know how much money it costs. I don't want to listen to Bruce Buffer interrupt my one of my favorite fighters' introductions to plug a shitty ass B movie that's gonna suck. That movie's gonna fucking suck, bro. I'm gonna watch it. I'm because, gonna watch it because it's an interesting premise, and I'm like, fuck it. They don't make anything new. Right. This movie's gonna blow. It's gonna suck ass. It's gonna blow as much as cocaine. But I'm still gonna watch it. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's fine. But I knew to watch it anyways. Who's producing that movie that they're? fucking buying ad space in one of the biggest fights of the year right and it's not like i don't know the ufc is hurting like why do they have to do it then they've already stamped the octagon and it looks like a giant bumper sticker you know yeah, what i mean dude. like and it, you know they pay the fighters peanuts and they all just make billions of dollars like so what the fuck do they need to do that for what we should go back and watch that pay-per-view and count how many times either one of the commentators or bruce buffer has to say cocaine bear yeah seriously 
seriously. Dude, they probably said it 50 times throughout it, that whole pay-per-view. I'm like, enough with the cocaine bear, dude. Right. When, when that movie first came out, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I thought it was an internet joke. Right. It is based off a true story. Kind of. Kind of. The bear only lived for 45 seconds. <laughs> like, seriously? How do you make a whole movie out of that? Because <laughs> like, it's all good. Well, you do cocaine, and then you write a movie about it. But back to bears, Volkanovsky fought Islam Makachev. Oh, dude, that fight was feckin' awesome. Phenomenal. Bro. Phenomenal. I First and foremost, we both think that Volk won that shit. Yes. Yeah, I think the whole world feels that way. Yes. Um, yeah. Did you see what they did for the pound-for-pound pound rankings? No, what? Because that's what that fight was actually about, was Islam wanted the number one pound spot. Okay. They tied them. Shut the fuck so up, if, dude. It, it forces Islam to do another one. If he, he has if, to. If he wants that number one spot. He looked very beatable in that fight. And I want to point out, Habib is no longer in his corner. Right. So that's what Islam looks like without Habib. And, well, the, to his credit, because I thought he fought excellent, and I don't think he was a slouch against... Like, no, no, he's, he's yeah. one of the best fighters ever. Yeah, um, but <coughs> he controlled Volk enough to keep him down and hold him down. A and, little bit. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> but I love that Volkanovski was just laughing and throwing up fucking, like, rock fingers and shit. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't give a fuck, dude. Did you hear what he said to him? No. You remember how he was holding his back? Or uh, he was on top of Islam, and Islam had, like... He was holding him from behind. Right. He Yeah, he said something to him, right? Yeah, he was talking shit to him. He said something like, uh, was like, you're just trying to survive. You're just holding on for dear life, you fucking bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. dude. You know, because he talked shit the whole time, dude. There was once, uh, 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 Makachev was taking his back, and then he like looked at Makachev's corner and said something to him, and then he fucked up. You know what I mean? He, got, he almost got put in a rear naked choke. But Makachev never had control over him. You know, and he literally was just holding him, trying to just rest through the rounds. Yeah, and it's crazy because Makachev, Islam and Habib's wrestling is has, up until this match, now I guess I can't rope Habib in there too because he wasn't in the ring, but Islam's wrestling up until this point has looked unstoppable. Un-fucking stoppable. And then you bring in a guy who didn't grow up wrestling since he was four fucking years old. No, but rugby is pretty fucking... Rugby's brutal, and he was yeah. a 215-pound rugby player. What did he look like as a rugby player? Like a totally him? different person. He had cornrows. What, really? <coughs> At one point. Uh, the fact... what One of the most uh, impressive things about him is at the end, dude, he wasn't gassed. Dude, Islam looked tired. Yeah. He no, looked tired. Volk looked like he could have gone three more rounds. Like, without a doubt, dude. Yeah, he, Holy fuck, Look how dude. big he was, dude. Bro. Dude, he was a monster. 214 pounds as a rugby player. Now he fights and is champion at 145 pounds. That's fucking insanity, dude. He's just a short motherfucker. He is very short. And he said it, too. He said, it. he's like, you think you're going to take me because you're, you're bigger than me. He's like, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, yeah. he said that shit in interviews. He's he like, knocked him down multiple times in the fight. Uh, the last knockdown in the last minute, where that's when he got on top and was ground and pounding him toward till the end of the fight. Dude, that was a legit knockdown. If If Islam hadn't gotten a hold of him, and he had connected one more hit, he would have knocked him out. Uh, 
dude, what? It, there's a quote. He was talking shit. I'm trying to find it here. But he literally was like, Islam thinks he's going to fucking hold me down. I'm not mm -hmm. those other motherfuckers, dude. I'm going to fight. He's, he's fucked. He's fucked. He, now, at the end... So the first round, I think, could have gone either way. They both caught each other. But there was that one, like, overhand or straight that he landed. Like, I don't know if he hit d d d Islam in the chest or in the chin, but it fucking, it, you know, it woke him up. Yeah, yeah, it knocked him back. And then he starts talking shit, dude. You know, he's squaring up on him like Volk is. He's squaring yeah. up on him and chasing him around the ring. That could have gone either way. The second round, I'm, like, I'm going to give the fight at that point to uh, the Volkanovsky. I'm, I'm going to say, hey, he's, he's, he's there. By the third round, Islam starts controlling him on the... He just can't get loose enough, you know, so I, I feel like Islam took that one. By the fourth round, I'm like, fuck, dude, Islam's edging him out because he's holding him down still. Like, mm -hmm. regardless of how he's taking it, the last minute of that fight, dude, when he's just fucking... He's... Dude, he's doing teeing what he loves. off on him. Yeah, teeing off on Islam. I think that that fight lowered Islam's stock and raised Volk's stock. Volkanovsky has nothing to prove to the UFC. Nothing. No. No. E even Rogan, like, they did a fight companion, and he was like, he got fucking robbed. Oh, they did a fight companion, Rogan yeah. and... Uh, yeah, I didn't watch it, because it had Shab and... And Callan. And Callan. I, dude, first, I don't know how I feel about Callan. I don't give a shit. I don't like Brandon Shab anymore, man. I watched a hate video on him, and now I just can't stand <laughs> I'll, I, I'll say it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll never talk shit on Brandon Shab after he ripped those kids out of the burning car on the highway. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's some man shit, and I respect that shit. Yeah, no, and that's some noble man shit. And he left so he wouldn't get, like... Like recognized recognized yeah, yeah but it turns out to get recognized anyways yeah you're famous you know yeah, what can you do Brennan Chubb. uh something about brian callen there's something there that bothers me. at first i didn't believe his accuser but then the way rogan treats him now you know what i mean he's like here's a biscuit brian come on the show you know i'm like shut the fuck shut up shut the fuck up brian you know? <laughs> it's like i've never Speak seen him i've never seen him fucking treat anybody except for steven crowder like that well, and I'm shocked that Rogan still has Shab on after Shab was like, yeah, the dude slaying pussy, Joe Rogan. All the bald guys out yeah. there slaying ass, Dana White, Rogan. And then he's like, <gasps> my, oh, my Dana Lord. White's like, didn't I fire you, motherfucker? Yeah. Dana White don't give a fuck. He doesn't give a shit, dude. I like Shab as a podcaster, not as a stand-up comedian, and he should have stuck with podcasting. Um, he should have, because he was doing really well. Now, like, Theo Vaughn left The King and the Sting. I loved The King and the Sting when it yeah. was him and Theo Vaughn. Now it's like, what's it even called? The Golden Shower or some stupid <laughs> shit like that? <laughs> I think that's what it's called. No, it can't be, dude. Is it really? Hold on. That's too funny. The Golden Shower. Sounds like Oscar De La Hoya with one of those fucking... But it's him, Chris D'Elia, and some other comedian. Oh, wow. So that's like the degenerates because D'Elia got fucking canceled last year or the year before because he got a little fresh with somebody. Uh, Yeah, a bunch of minors, dude. What? Was it minors? Yeah. No way. Yeah, it was minors. Dude, I got to know. Uh, It's the Golden Hour. That's So they changed the name of the King of the Sting podcast to the Golden Hour. But in doing that and not starting a new podcast... All the previous subscribers of The King and the Sting are now forced to watch The Golden Hour if they choose to. Wow. Wow. Um, you know, 
I wish success for everybody, but Brendan Schaub's not funny, man. He should probably not be a comedian. He's a bro. He's yeah. a he. You know, he he'd do awesome on a show like ours. Yeah. He'd be like, yeah, bro, just you know, bald dude slinging pussy and just fucking yeah. Callan just he gives me that vibe like I wouldn't want to leave him alone with my kids. I and I don't want to speak it will of someone I've never met because I feel before the accusers I always thought Brian Callan was like a gentle spirit. He's hilarious in The Hangover, you know. But um, yeah, I agree with you. He does have a little bit of you know uncle vibes, but not the good ones. Yeah. Or like that teacher, like the gym teacher's assistant that was a little too touchy with the girls. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The, the Olympic coach guy? Yeah. Because that dude was prolific. He oh, did the one that was fingering chicks? Yeah, like Fuck in front of like parents and shit. Yeah, like, oh, we have to do this to like loosen their hips up. Dude, if I was a dad. Oh, I'd fucking, there's no, I'd what, be in jail still. I mean, I am a dad, but I don't have daughters. Oh, let's look up Keen Velasquez. How are you doing? Oh, he's out. Yeah, he, he is. He out. was training at AKA the other day. No shit. Because I'm telling you right now, if my daughter was like, hey, this dude at, like, band camp or whatever, it's like, no, you die. Like, you just fucking die now. Cain Velasquez. What did Cain Velasquez do? Why did he do it? He fucked up. In the words of Dana White, he just did what every guy says they would do. Yeah, he just did what every man always claims they'll do. Dude, They he should have never been put in jail. At, well, I can't. The way he did it was a little dumb. He could have gone to the guy's house, kicked his door in, and beat him to death. Yeah. Instead he, of chasing him down in a truck and shooting at him. I, I think that, I don't think he should go to prison, but I think he should be punished. He has to pay a, a debt back to society. He took other people's lives at risk. You know what I right. mean? And he, he could have fucking really, and you know what? He seems like a great dude. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's if he hurts someone who was innocent, he, I'm, I'm certain he would feel a great remorse about it. So. Yeah. Well, he shot the guy's stepdad, but on, on the other hand, that guy raised that motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. He gets to do a lucha event. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he got out of jail, they let him do a wrestling event so he could make some money. Hell yeah. Oh, oh! I thought it was his little girl. It was his son. I, that, that does not make it worse. It it does not. You know, it's uh, equally as bad. But boy, that just angers me. Um, I don't know. I feel like if it was a girl, it would probably do a little more damage, depending on the details. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. It, like how? Yeah. I don't even want to say it out loud because it's so fucking gross. It is. Gross, Every man. pedophile in the world should be killed. Holy shit, WWE signed him to a multi-million dollar deal shortly after he was released. That's that's good shit. Uh, they had to let him go because of COVID. Oh, dang. dang. Oh, I actually remember that. We were, I was watching WWE back then. I remember when Kane came on for a bit. Oh, I wish him the best, man. So if they sign a multi-million dollar deal and then let him go, does he still get paid? Uh, he probably got paid for the events something. that he did, you know, and maybe maybe a little something, but you know, Vince. Yeah, they let him, like, here, take this mm -hmm. fucking crumb and you can get out of your contract. He probably looked at it. Vince was like, you're so stupid, Kane. You fell for it. You're yeah. just like the rest of them. Get out of here. Vince McMahon, I get the vibe, is an evil person. He's incredibly evil. Dude, the... Th he got booted out by the board because he passed around a paralegal a few years ago. And it was so, and you got to think in the 60 years or 50 years, this guy's been doing it. He's fucked a paralegal or two. You know what I mean? What did this particular paralegal have on him? Because I think 
she put something in his butt and she fucking recorded it. Oh, like Oscar De La Hoya. He's fucked so many wrestlers over the like literal like female wrestlers. Mm-hmm. He's cheated on his fucking senator wife. He he's been doing it the whole time. Why this one? Yeah. Was it so later in life too cuz it happened a few years ago. That paralegal smart. She went, "I'm going to give my ass up to these nine sick motherfuckers and that one wrestler and they're going to treat me like a dog and that's okay because I'm going to make that money." And she did it. She only fanced it, you know? And, uh, yeah, but so they boot him off. He's out. He's completely out. So like a month later, two months, whatever the, the time frame is that Vince is out, he votes himself back in because he owns the majority of the stock or whatever. He's the majority shareholder. So, so he's like, yeah, I'll take a vacation, let you guys calm down a bit. Yeah. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, literally, he probably didn't tell anyone. Talk to a lawyer. They were like, nah, dude, you can do that. And he just showed up to work. Vince is back, baby. You know, <laughs> and, uh, dude, the evilest motherfucker on the planet. He would get me so many times, uh, which is why I love wrestling. He would come out and he'd be so remorseful. He'd talk to the crowd. And he'd be like, I'm going to bring CM Punk back. I love all of you. Like he once played CM Punk's music and everybody starts going crazy. And he's like, you fell for it again, you idiots. And, and even I fell for it, dude. You know, and I'm like, you bastard. You're so good at that shit. Oh, fuck. So fucking good at that shit. He got started in Bangor, Maine. Shut the fuck up, really? That was the first district his dad gave him, or whatever. It was what back then it was separated into like regional circuits. Look wow, it up, dude. That's really cool. I will. I'll uh, young Jamie this shit, young Richie. I'll pretty yeah. Richie it. So the modern WWF, WWE era is because of Bangor, Maine. That's uh crazy. Um, say first region or whatever, first region. Um, Wrestling? I don't know. You gotta put a bunch of words in there. I bet doing these podcasts, I'll get so much better at how to fact check shit. Let's take a look here. Vincent Kennedy McMahon Jr. He was born in '45. He's the same age as my uh, my old holy man. Holy fuck, he's old as fuck. Yeah, holy, dude, he's so fucking ripped to this day. Still banging paralegals. Uh, da, 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 da. They're not scripted matches. Wrestling is real. Wrong. (laughs) Wrong. 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 That's not going to tell us. Uh, First wrestling region. um, Bangor motherfucking Maine before the junkie son. The main event 50 years ago. Let's just click on this one. I believe you. I absolutely believe you. Is that Vince? Yeah, that's young Vince. That's his dad. Wow, that's what Daddy McMahon looked like, huh? Yeah. Well, Shane O'Mac looks more like him than him. Yeah, he does. I like Shane O'Mac, dude. He's still, bro, the last couple years he hasn't wrestled, but he wrestled like three years ago. Dude, that old motherfucker flew still. Shane? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I like that motherfucker. Out of Bangor, Maine. All right, cool. Yeah, it all started 50 years ago in 1971 when Vince McMahon would finally promote his first card in professional wrestling, and it all happened out of Bangor, Maine. So that probably happened at the Bangor Auditorium. The old one, yeah, that looked like a whale tail. Yeah, dude, sticking out of the the thing, man. What, what? Dude, that's fucking really radical, man. Yeah, not much cool shit happens here. Yeah, you know, Stephen King. But you don't like Stephen King. No, I don't. You think he... Stephen King is a liberal cuck. I think he's a fuckface, and he should get back on cocaine. And I, his books aren't that fucking good, bro. Your premises suck. 
I disagree, Mr. King. I love all of your books. My mm. it's my life's mission to read every single one of Name them. Name a good premise. A good premise? Yeah. Misery. My favorite book okay, what's, is The Shining. What's The Shining was a good premise, but that's old Stephen King. Name right. a newer book. What's the premise? 112263. It came out in 2012. Okay, what's the premise? The premise is a teacher, an English teacher, and he goes to a small little diner in like fucking Dairy Maine. Not Dairy Maine. It's some town in Maine that mm. isn't real, that is whatever. His Stephen King book town. Thing. Yeah, and basically the owner of that restaurant can go back to five years before JFK was died. So like the, right. So he died in 63. So 1958, he's able to do that. There's a closet in the, in the restaurant and he'll go in there and he'll bring back beef from like before. Cause it's cheap, right? He can get it for like a fucking five cents a pound or whatever. And it's like fresh and delicious. So his, his, uh, his restaurant does really well with hamburgers and shit. And then, so over the span of a couple months, because the dude goes back and forth so much, because you go into the closet, you go back in time five years before 1963, and you can live as long as you want, um, but you can come back and you're right where you left off, like when you come back to the restaurant. So he noticed that the owner was like aging and had like fucking lung cancer and it, it had advanced so quick. He's like, what the fuck? And uh, the the owner confided in the main character and he told him, he's like, hey, dude, you can go back in time through this doorway. I'm trying to stop the Kennedy assassination. And he fucking gave him a bunch of money from back in the day, you know, and he gave him a plan and a list and he told him to go. And he went, he went. And uh, for a brief moment when he goes back in time, he actually goes to Derry, Maine and it is in it. Like not, not like it, the clown per se, but like the entity of it, like he could feel it and it like kind of like communicated with him. And then he left Derry, Maine in 1958. And then he went and tried to end and stop the Kennedy assassination. And it's fucking awesome. It's a really good book, dude. They made a mini series about it with James Franco. You just described Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> Narnia crossed with thinner. Kinda crossed with the butterfly effect. That oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, kind of, kind of. It's an incredible book, dude. I wouldn't expect somebody with his uh, views to be able to come up with an original idea anymore. So I guess it's fair. Uh, Carrie, Carrie is a great premise. That How's that a great premise? Carrie? Yeah, it's awesome. And it it's leads every fucking psycho bitch in high school who cut herself actually freaking out and killing everybody. Sort of. She's just telekinetic when she does it. And it's really rad because it leads to more Stephen King books. Okay, so. All right. <laughs> so this is, I'm Stephen King and I'm going to write a book. Okay. All right. I went to high school with this girl. She was really crazy. Everybody made fun of her. What if I wrote a book where she freaked out? Oh, that'd be a good book. <laughs> what would make it even better? She's got mental powers. It's a hit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Fuck yeah, dude. He actually wrote a book uh, under the pseudonym uh, Richard Bachman. And uh, he wrote a book. I can't remember the name of it, but it was basically about a kid that goes to school and he takes his math class hostage and he starts like talking crazy shit. He executed a couple kids and I think he executes one of the teachers. And uh, a lot That's of just the, like CBS Evening News, a lot of the and this was like the early 80s, so like 82, 83, uh, that like the kids in the class get Stockholm syndrome, you know, and they, they end up rooting for him. But then this kid ends up letting him go. But one of the kids like fights him back. You know what I mean? Like he's like one of the on the wrestling team or some shit. Blase, blase. 
three or four school shootings happened over the 80s and into the early 90s where they found a copy of that book like in the locker or this or that. Thanks a lot, Stephen King. Well, Stephen King is a great guy. He said, hey, man, I don't think literature should be taken off any shelf for any reason, but I'm not going to be like the lighter to lighter fluid. Like, And so he just took the, you can't get the book anywhere. You can't get it on Amazon. I've looked for it. I want to read it. You know, it's a powerful book. Um, you know, so he, he, that's a cool premise. It was a premise back in the day about shoot, shooting schools for it was cool. You know, <laughs> Not really. I don't think that he writes good stories. The stand. That's a great premise. The movie was good. He didn't make the movie. No, he made the book they made the movie from the book. The shining was good. He didn't make the movie. No, he made the second miniseries, and I don't want to shit on Steven because I love him, but I like the Stanley, Stanley Kubrick movie better. And to put it into perspective for our listeners, Stephen King almost ran me over with his car when I was eight. Oh, that's a, a Coakley never forget a fucking face. I was riding my bike in front of his mansion in Bangor on my way to the Union Street pool, and I might have been younger than that. I was probably six or seven, Bro. and he came flying out of his gate, almost hit me. That was 30 years ago. He was on cocaine. Yeah, well. Dude, if, imagine if he hit you. I wouldn't be here right now with you because I love you. Or I love you, but, you you know, he would have killed you. But, dude, I would have read the book about it. You know what I mean? Like, who the fuck was this guy? Would I even have liked this guy? He would have just bought the Bangor Police Department. He'd be like, I didn't do that. You know what I mean? And then they would have, like, swept him under the mat. Yeah. Yeah. That's how he gets around <laughs> being a shitty human is he just, like, spends money in Bangor while ignoring the fact that this literally needles on the sidewalk in front of his fucking humongous mansion. He, he did just write a book. It came out a couple months ago. It's called Fairy Tale, and it, it's supposed to be like Stephen King's take on a fairy tale. And I got to be honest with you, it is. It's like it's a really good book till the last fucking like hundred pages, and then it's like, dude, do coke. You know, just do coke. You're old. You don't need to worry about living longer. Just do the coke because the book did not end the way I wanted it to. Yeah, he likes to put himself across as like a philanthropist, but. The town that he lives in is literally rotting around him. He can't fix the whole damn thing. He gave us the library, and then I think, uh, what? Oh. The new pool. Yeah, the new that pool. That is now littered with piss shit and needles. I don't get in public pools to begin with, dude. If I mean, he's got the financial backing to run for city council of Bangor. He's worth $600 million. Yeah, he, yeah. Could, he could clean up Bangor. I'm going to fact check that in case anyone's a real stickler out there. Steven. Oops. I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, <laughs> Steven. Worth Steven. I watched the cable guy the other day. Okay. Half a billion. He's yeah. worth 500 million. He's worth as much as Dana White. Dana that, White has done more for what? the state I always state thought of Dana White was a, a billionaire. I'm pretty sure he's a half a billionaire. Like, like I feel like Rogan's worth as much as Dana. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, so what's, same amount. What's Joe Rogan's net worth? I bet Joe it's uh, $125 million. I mean, he is on two syndicated shows, news radio That's and... True. That's true. Uh, yeah, roughly $100 million. You know, he's kind of rich. But, that, but that's like net worth. And, I mean, his Spotify deal was $125 million a year. Yeah, so, you know. And plus... They don't really want their full net worth out there. No, God, no, they don't. Especially Rogan. Like, listen, I love Joe Rogan. I love his podcast, but he's just like the rest of them. He picks and chooses what you're allowed to know about Joe Rogan, you know? But St. Rogie's is the man. If Rogan had any accusers, it would have happened. My life has changed because of St. <laughs> Rogie's. Yeah, man, he took the time to share, you know, that post. Of that yours, was such bro. a horrible <laughs> reel, too. That was like, yeah. if I could have picked a reel for Joe Rogan to share, it wouldn't have been that one. 
it's it, it it's cool on many many different levels man but back, back to stephen king he's a fucking hypocrite he writes very very poorly premised stories and the only reason they're as popular as they are is because Bro. of he's picked fantastic directors to direct the movies how many stephen king books have you read read yeah none Bro, <laughs> <laughs> I don't read that shit. I ain't supporting that sack of shit, dude. He, uh, his catalog. When you read the Dark Tower in the beginning of the Gunslinger, he has like a little prologue, and he talks about how uh, was it J.K. Rollins that does uh, the, Harry Potter. Okay, that's how. Okay, who's the dude that did uh, the Lord of the Rings? Tolkien. Okay, yeah, Gerard Tolkien made this giant universe, this world that you could walk around and it's so vast and there's so many books dedicated to it, you know, and he wanted to create the same universe. So all like 100 or so publications of Stephen King's work See? is it's, it's, it's motherfucker connected. couldn't even come up with his own idea. That is so funny. I fucking ripping off J.R.R. Tolkien. I hear you. I hear you with that one. I see what I just did there. <laughs> I see. But it connects everything. Uh, Carrie's connected to Firestarter. It's all connected to The Shining. It's all connected. And it, and so now it's my life's mission. I got to read every fucking book, dude. I've read 18 of them. And uh, only one of them I don't really care for. You're going to be someday on your deathbed. And you're going to be like, man, I wasted so much time no, I didn't, reading dude. shitty novels. When I could have just listened to the audiobook and went about my day. I audiobook all the time, bro. <laughs> I audiobook every single day. What I do, because I'm weird, <coughs> is uh, I listen to my audiobook while I'm running. And if the book is like 20 hours, dude, you know, that's fucking like 100 miles. That's a lot of miles to run to get that book done. Mm -hmm. And so I buy a really, really beautiful hardcover of the book once I've done listen to it. Because I know I had to run 100 miles to listen to it. I that's, just... That's my reward. There's, a, there's a, a compounding things with him that I don't like. For one, he almost ran me over when I was a kid. And that's fair. You're allowed that's to hate him for that. That's where yeah. it started. Okay, I don't think there's anything spectacular about the premises he comes up with. I feel like it, it sounds like a six-year-old wrote it and was like, <laughs> "That's." <laughs> could you imagine if she had brain powers? <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Or like, could you imagine if we buried Skittles and he came back to life? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was about to say, where? What did he rip off for Pet Cemetery? It's so original, man. Was it? Yeah, dude. He, he just reversed zombies with cats. Oh, fuck. He got me there. Yeah, and there's zombie people in it as well. Shit. Exactly. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, fuck, Salem's Lots about vampires. Yeah, that's not original. Yeah, it's a ripoff of uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. He's a very arrogant man. He's old and rich. He's old and rich, but he's extremely arrogant. He's white, old and rich, so he's just... Arrogant. The trifecta, yeah, of arrogance. Um, he come. He likes to put himself out there as some sort of philanthropic fucking savior. Right. All he's done for the city that I grew up in, that I used to love, is he he paid for some of a library and a shitty miniature water park that is now a disgusting cesspool. Yeah, it is pretty hepatitis C in there. Yeah, and yeah. um. I feel oh, that he has a very shitty radio station. I'm not going to talk shit about that place. I have kin that works there, and uh, they did a lot for me growing up at that radio station. Yeah, well, they could work somewhere else, too. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. I feel the same exact way about Mark Hamill. He's a whiny liberal cuck. Yeah, I, I fucking 
I don't give a fuck about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and dude, it's perfect for his part because uh, when it comes to Star Wars, I'm on Team Empire, dude. They had good benefits for their people. You could move up the ranks if you worked hard. You had a place to live on the giant shiny Death Star. No incest. Yeah, and none. It was probably against the fucking rules. And then, uh, so you get a good job there. You you be in the military there. Luke Skywalker is a whiny liberal bitch. And so is the rest of the Luke Skywalker clan. The Skywalker clan, they're all whiny. All the Skywalkers specifically, you mean? Yeah, like all yeah. of them. Dude, Kylo yeah. Loren, you know? He's kind of a Skywalker. He's all whiny and he shit. He killed Han Solo the most... I know it was his dad, but I mean, what the fuck, bro? You're nothing. Yeah. Compared to Han Solo. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And you think you're a powerful Jedi? Fuck you. First, you're whiny, grampy Luke or Uncle Luke. He's way more powerful than you, dog. You just got to come to terms with that. And then the most powerful force wielder in the history of Star Wars is Vader. It has nothing to do with you, dude, you know? Yeah. I did like Well, he's his grandfather. Yeah. I did like Kylo Ren in the very first one where they showed him, you know, because uh, he was throwing a temper tantrum and he was just fucking lightsabering a wall he, or whatever. He was Richie Rage out. Yeah, and that's why I love it. I'm like, that's me if I was a fucking Sith Lord, dude. You know what I mean? Those uh, stormtroopers rolled up and they were like, fuck this shit, and they just turn around. Yeah. I've always been a Yoda guy. I like you. How far down the Star Wars rabbit hole are you? Pretty good. So I like Yoda because he, he just treats the Skywalkers like shit. Like bitches. Yeah. In in the Clone Wars, when uh, when Anakin Skywalker, before he becomes Vader, is like trying to be on the council and shit, all through the Clone Wars, Yoda's like, bitch, I told you to shut the fuck up. You know, he'd be like, Anakin, you're a fuck up. You're never going to be on the council. And he always knew that Anakin was going to go rogue, man. And yeah. Yeah, he always knew, you know. Did you know that nobody from Yoda's species has ever turned to the dark side? Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yep. Every <laughs> single one that, and and they don't have a name for the species. They just call it Yoda's species. Let's look that up. Dude. That's That's a fact. And... Every single one of them that's ever been reported in any of the Star Wars lore has always been... Uh, Yoda species. Wookiepedia, the second most trusted source on the internet. They've always been uh, light side. Wow. There's never been a dark side Yoda. Dude, that's fucking incredible. Grogu is the shit. He's powerful as fuck. Some say he's going to be uh, more powerful than Yoda himself. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, they're like little rat things. Grogu's there. a terrible name. It is. It's so. I, I hate it. My my daughter will be like, "That's Baby Yoda," and I'm like, "I thought I told you to shut the fuck up. That is not Yoda. Stop calling him Yoda." I don't tell my daughter to shut the fuck up. Members of species. Oh, they can grow a little bit of hair. Mm -hmm. I want to do a Yoda portrait in the fucking worst way. Dude, I'll let you do a Yoda on me. Yeah, like full color, black and gray. You you've decided that you're you're on the color side of tattoos. I'm done now, with right? black and gray. I've got. Dude, I probably got a hundred hours of black and gray tattoos on me. That makes me sad because I prefer black and gray. I know you do, but dude, I'm covered in black and gray. It is true. Let's find a Yoda reference, man. And my, and my fucking my skin holds color really well. Yoda, maybe it, we could do a pod while I'm fucking. Oh, we, I'm sure we could. And like, uh, now that we're we know that my skin holds color so well because all I got for a long time was. Uh, black and gray tattoos. We can't do no fucking CGI Yoda. No, either. I'd rather do old puppet Yoda. Old. Oh, look at that one. That pencil drawing. Pencil drawing. Right here? Uh, down, center, next Weird. to Grogu. Ah. ah, where did you go? Mm. Mm. 
I saw a meme the other day that cracked me up. It was like, I finally understand now why Yoda got tired of listening to Luke ask questions and just died. <laughs> it's a oh, liberal cuck you are. <laughs> See, uh, we, got, we got to find a good... Dude, I'm fucking down. I say we do a podcast while I tattoo Yoda We've on got you. such a list of tattoos to do on me, too. And I've, oops, sorry, and I've got so much already. Like, we're going to do a galaxy on my hand. Um, that's a good one to do the pot on. Yeah. Yeah, the galaxy. Yeah. We could time-lapse that shit. I'll have to get two cameras going so we can, uh, like, show the time-lapse footage of the tattoo. For sure. While we're fucking um, talking about the I'm a whore for fight. money, so I want a Scrooge McDuck tattoo. I, I would love to do that one. I would. When Whenever I'm being greedy, my wife sends me the gif of Mr. Krabs showering under the money shower. <laughs> I feel like you have a big bucket of pennies. Like you're not as rich as Scrooge McDuck, so you got a big hot tub full of pennies. You I hide fucking... my change <laughs> so that my family doesn't steal it from me because I get pissed. Dude, I know the feeling, man. I'm like, I'm saving that. in case, Like someday I'm going to have fucking $700 worth of change. I'll be able to buy myself something cool. But if you keep stealing it to buy fucking coffee yeah. or, or fucking paint your nails, how am I ever going to have that cool shit? Oh, that's almost a good one. With the head's cut off. That's the classic fucking... Yoda. It's got to be classic Yoda as well. That fuck that CGI bullshit. Mm -hmm. The only animated yoga Yoda I like is from Clone Wars. It's uh, <laughs> almost a good one. See, we're gonna have to find like a really good one. Yeah. We, what, can, we can find one off air, dude. What kind of uh, the galaxy on your hand? I need like. I have a pretty big hand, dude. I need like. Oh, if there's another artist out there listening and you talk shit on this time frame, I swear to God, I need like four or five hours. Dude, that's small. That's a short session, bro. Okay, fair. Yeah, I guess I've tattooed the fuck out of you. We've gone. What's the longest session you and I have done? 12 hours? I think yeah, it would. noon to midnight, it was Johnny Cash. Which is hilarious. I could do that tattoo now in five hours, like literally at the same yeah. size. And I could do it better, like a lot better. But that was like my third portrait, first portrait, second portrait. Uh, I can't remember. I was still practicing on everybody. Third or fourth. Your first one was the one on my back that I hate, that, <laughs> that you also hate. Of um, all the work I've done on you, at least we only have like a tattoo we don't like. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, the longest session I've ever done was with Crystal. What? On she, what? Uh, when she filled in all the biomech. It was a 14-hour session. Shut the fuck oh, dude, up, dude. She fucking brutalized me up in here. I can see in your tribal spot where you're like scarred up, dude. Dude, this it's so scarred up right here. Yeah. Remember when you were putting this in on the bottom side and yeah. it was swelling on the top side? Yeah. I do remember that. I got some negative space we got to fill in too. But I have the same spots. Dude, do, do, do we have drives, a mo like right here? Do you have that weird open spot there? Yeah. Ah, kind of. We kind of connected it there. Yeah, it drives me nuts, dude. I don't want open space on my sleeves. That biomech shit we did, uh, I'm not going to lie. That was some... Like a uh, drop of the hat shit. Yeah, that was some. Uh, I'm really fucking bored with this quarantine shit, and I'm tattooing my homie. Yeah, yeah. I was probably sent that meme a thousand times by random clients. Like the the one that I wish I was at home alone with a bored tattoo artist, and it's like I'm not tattooing you. Yeah, shut the fuck up. I tattooed myself. And I got a tattoo, and um, uh, and you may or may not have tattooed your brother. Yeah, whatever. Oh, I don't care. See, I think in my, I, I think if you didn't charge for it, you're not really breaking rules. You know what I mean? I didn't like, uh, I didn't fucking abuse my license or anything like that. I have a problem with authority, anyways. Fuck the rules. 
fuck the rules, man. That one looks like a scary-ass puppet. He looks like Michael Myers Yoda. <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you know Michael Myers' face is uh, William Shatner? Yeah, the Shat, dude. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the photo? And if you haven't, I'll pull it up. It's the dude who plays Michael Myers, and the hat or the mask is, like, up here, so he has, like, a double head, and he's drinking a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no. I've always wanted to fucking do that as a tattoo. Uh, Michael Myers. How do you spell that, motherfucker? Yeah, that's how you do it. Okay. Um, actor, Dr. Pepper. I think that's it right there. I've always wanted to do that. That's a long, awkward tattoo, but I've always wanted to do that. That is weird. Uh, I bet. Uh, I bet we have some buddies who'd want that tattoo. I've done two Michael Myers portraits, and I'm I like them both. I uh, I don't have much for critiques on them. It's nuts to think. Uh, for me, the the scariest fucking like a slasher is that what you would call it? he's a slasher right because yeah, it's yeah. a knife right just horror movie anything he is the worst for me i had the worst nightmares about him because up until the new ones he wasn't supernatural he was just a bad bitch that was gonna fucking get you but this goofy motherfucker was the guy that played him you know what i mean that's uh, uh the hellraisers were the ones that got me as a kid i'm doing a hellraiser right now are you i've had to break it into pieces because I'm like seven hours into it and I'm only like to the face and a little bit of the neck. Oh shit. The fucking nails. When I stenciled it on this dude, I was like, oh my God, there's like 70 nails. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I counted and I'm like, oh God, that, that alone is hours of work. And then I got to do a portrait like in between these spots. And uh, so I'm pretty far into that. It's actually on the same uh, sleeve. I'm doing a, uh, the Michael Myers on. Oh no shit. It's a fucking awesome sleeve. If we were doing a video today, I'd show everybody because it's on my Instagram. Check that shit out, Lunchbox Tattoo. I've always wanted to do this guy, too. Little Sweet. Is that his name? Sweet. I have no idea. Oh, you don't know that guy? It's little Sweet? No. He's, uh, he won American Idol or Tide or whatever with Kelly Clarkson back in the day, and now he's the Dr. Pepper guy. Little Sweet. Little Sweet. Oh man, when do you want to do the uh, the old portrait? Uh, not portrait, a uh, galaxy in your hand, dude. Dude, whenever. Dude, I was actually thinking the other day. I was like, man, I haven't gotten tattooed in a while. I mean, you got to be careful because you're working a lot now with your hands. So that's yeah, I know. Be we have tough to, healing. We have to sandy dermot. Yeah. When you picture galaxy, please stop me on a reference here that you 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 think you like. Like, is it spiral galaxy? We got some Milky Way galaxy. Do you want like a surreal looking galaxy? I don't know. Didn't I send you one? It was a it was a tattoo that I had saw. Oh, okay. So you probably sent me like a reference. Cause you probably want something like this, right? Like a bunch of color in there. Like nebula style. Yeah. As actually. as as opposed to like a spiral galaxy that you can see far off. Um I've painted a, a fair bit of Galaxy as far as just, like, the acrylic paint. Um, I've done, I think, one full, maybe two uh, color Galaxies. Oh. One, one was a giant cover-up on the back. My wife was, like, uh, when I was first getting my other hand tattooed. We got to finish that one, actually. Yeah. And then... Uh, she was like, oh, I'm going to fucking hate it. And then uh, the other day she was like, it's actually growing on me. 
And I was like, good, because I'm getting the other one done. She goes, what? I was like, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Do you want to fucking... I said, you know that like... You see that one? I was like, you know that super old guy that you always see uh, that's like tattooed head to toe? She's like, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's going to be your husband by the time I die. You know, I had just, I think, <clears throat> clearly I've done a lot of practice work on you, dude. Right. Um, back then when I did, and that was what, like two years ago we did your hand? Yeah, not even. That was the last tattoo I got. Was it? Other than the little logo banger. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've come a long way with the hand tattoos. All that needs is a bunch of black ink. You don't want to go too mid-tony with the, with the hand, especially with a laborer, because that shit's going to fall out. you got to blow it out, too, don't you? I'm going to stab your body with the needles hung out like Wolverine, dude. Nice. Yeah, and it's going to go ouch, especially if you want the galaxy on the other hand. It'll fucking pack it in there. At least you know I can take it. Uh, you sit like a brute, dude. You're in my top five as far as... Uh, Who else is in the top five? Rank them. Uh, rank them. One through five. One through five. I, uh... Man, props to Hunter if you ever listen to this shit, dude. I'm doing a... This kid's fucking huge, man. And uh, he... Uh, I'm doing three skulls, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, in mm -hmm. like different ways on his chest. And there's some honeycomb shit in the background, like geometrics. It's just wall to wall, bro. Across oh, the sternum. He just fucking sits there, bro. Across the sternum? Like, a, it goes across his whole fucking dude. chest, dude. I don't have a sternum tattoo, but I am well aware that that's one of the worst spots. He just fucking sits there. Like, nothing is happening, man. So I gotta say, he's, like, tied, like, number one. But then, dude, that's a tough one. Uh, Brendan, uh, you know, our homie Brendan. Mm-hmm. I have tattooed him so long just practicing as opposed to now where I can bang out the work. And he's literally looked at me and been like, there's that hot knife feeling. But I know if he was a normal person, you know, they'd be crying. Yeah. But like you, Brandon, that kid, Hunter, a couple other clients, man, top, top five. Uh, the dude I'm showing you today, uh, the, the American flag cover up with the Viking shit, that dude's a monster, bro. I didn't chew him up, but I worked him all fucking day packing color, you know, like opaque gray is trying to do this cover up. And he just sat, dude, but his arm was like a leather belt, bro. I didn't chew him up. I just worked it good. You There's know? been a couple times where I've gotten a little squirmy. Your um, shoulder was the worst. But yeah, my back does not like being tattooed. Oh, it's such a big canvas, too. I know. It's the biggest piece I've left. Yeah. Um, Did, we, I might have to just, like, wear my shirt off at the beach and toughen my back up. Do you have other tattoos on your back or just that one? Just that one. Bro, at the time, I was like tattooing for maybe six months, you know, mm. in my apprenticeship. So trying to get all that, that dark in there, you I know. I could also pussy it up and use the numbing shit. Yeah. If you want. I'm, dude, I've, I've gotten so many tattoos now and sat through so many brutal tattoos. Yeah. I don't feel the need to prove myself anymore. Right. I have the ditches of both my arms and the backs of my knees done. Yeah. Like... If, if you think you're tough getting your wrist tattooed, go get the back of your knees fucking tattooed. <laughs> For real. For real. That, that's legit shit. Yeah. I would love to get back into your calf because I can make that thing look fucking... Whenever. Old. Dude, that calf, I can make it look beautiful and fucking... With what's already in there, like three hours. I just need three hours in there. I think it'll be fucking gorgeous. Let's do it. Hell yeah. Oh, dude, we got some projects here. Yeah. A good podcast would be that one, actually. This it, one? Yeah, good. it would only take so long. We wouldn't have yeah. to sit here and worry about it. We just got to add the knob in. I almost, just, I almost just said some ridiculous shit. I'm like, dog, John Jones, tattoo, and just shitty food. Let's get fucking stoned, do a podcast, but I want to watch that fight. May 4th. I want to watch the fuck out of that fight. Well, we could, do, we could do the podcast and the tattoo and the eat shitty food before the main event. Oh, fuck, yeah. We could prelim tattoo. Yeah, because the main event's not on until 1 in the morning. Oh, 
dude, that's what we'll do. We'll get some comfy chairs so we can just bring these down and just fucking watch and mm. eat food on the table. That's what we should do for May 4th. Is that May 4th? Yeah. No, May the, March 4th. March 4th. That's next month. Oh, dude, yes. Yeah, so we're only like six six weeks away. Not even. We Today, looked, today's February 15th. What is that, 285, 286? 285, I believe. I know we looked at that card already, but I got to refresh my memory here because it's pretty, isn't a... Uh, is that the one with Masvidal on there? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, no, I don't want fucking tickets, motherfucker. Uh, you know what? The best thing to do is go to UFC.com. That's my bread and butter. Where is this shit events? Oh, right there. Jessica Andrade. I don't care about Jessica Andrade. She has an OnlyFans. Does she? Yeah. Uh, you can you can Google her nudes and her vagina comes up. <laughs> Does she have cauliflower vagina? No, actually. It's actually not as gnarly as you would imagine. I would never look. I love you, Bay. if you're listening at home. <laughs> Pussy. All right. John Jane. Uh, John James. <laughs> John Jones, serial gun. Oh, that's right. Valentina Shevchenko. Yep. I finally said it right because I read it as I was saying it. Uh, so that's already fucking awesome. That's a good fight, too. Jeff Neal, Chef got Romanov. Uh, Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker isn't a bad, bad No, I want to see Dan Hooker win some more fights. I He's been on a really hard skid the, yeah. pretty much since uh, since his fight with Poirier. Bro, that's a tough division, man. Dude. That's a tough division. He's a big guy, too. He could. I bet he could do 170. Oh wow! This isn't as eventful as I thought. The 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 main event, the co-main here, that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then these aren't bad, dude. These are oh, these are good fighters. What um, was the big Bond one? The big one was the Adesanya Pereira three oh, card or Pereira damn. two. Damn, my name's Cody Carbrandt, and I'm in the prelims. Do you think? Do you think now Rogan's gonna commentate this, or do you think it's gonna be what's his face, dude, who hates Cody Garbrandt? Uh, <sighs> fucking Dominic Cruz. It's in Vegas. It could be either. I fucking hate Dominic Cruz. The way Dominic Cruz even commentated the last fight, bro, with uh, uh, the Volkanovski man, yeah. he just sounds so pretentious and shitty. He's just a cunt, dude. Yeah, and he's like, just get and, the fuck out of here. And he's like, and by the way. Have you had a Modelo's while watching Cocaine Bear? Yeah, like <laughs> right in the middle of the fight, dude. Um, I can't, I don't like any bit of Dominic Cruz's personality. He shits on DC. Yeah. He called out Hans Molenkamp and was like, and, and that was like, like nobody really knows who Hans Molenkamp is. He's the director of Monster Energy's MMA division. Um, super nice guy. I've talked to him. I made, yeah. I made him a knife. Um, super cool, humble dude. But nobody who watches UFC really knows who Hans Molenkamp is for the most part. Right. Because he's kind of behind the scenes character. You got to be a fucking nerd. Right. And so Dominic Cruz, they're like, who do you want to call out? And he's like, I want to fight Hans Molenkamp because he's made me mad. Whoa. Okay. Usman Edwards three is two weeks later. That's that's nuts. Wow. Okay. And it's fucking, that's a good card. That is a good card. That's a good fight, too, Joanne Wood. She's Scottish. Daniel Rodriguez. Marvin Vittori. Okay, so what's that? That's 286. So, yeah. uh, I, so to answer your question, I would much rather see Rogan yeah. take that fight over. I don't want to watch Dominic Cruz do anything. No. I don't want to watch him comment. I sure as fuck don't want to watch him commentate. No. Although it was nice to see Cheeto Vera fucking kick him in the face and 
explode his nose. There it is. Uh, Arasania Piera in a Burns Masvidal co-main, bro. Bro. Who do you think wins the co-main? Um, I don't have any beef against Jorge Masvidal, and I will not sleep on his ability. And even when he fought Usman, bro, like, he fought him. He fucking fought him. He, hey, Usman had to fucking game, pin, him, pin him against the cage and sniff his crotch the whole time. Yeah, game bred for a fucking reason, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilbert Burns is a scary man. He's a very, very scary man. I never get the odds, the over three, so he'd be the underdog, right? Yes. Yeah. So Gilbert Burns is a big favorite. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm going to have to get on that fucking DraftKings or FanDuel oh, or whatever. I know, dude. Put some money in. I, I, not taking away from, I mean, Gilbert Burns is the only one to give Hamzat Chemayev a fight. Oh, he's a specimen, bro. He's a fucking specimen. And do you think that Masvidal would do as good against a guy like Hamzat? I, uh, it's tough, dude. That's a tough one to predict. It's tough because Jorge, dude, he's just dangerous. He's just fucking dangerous for anybody, bro. He's dangerous. He's a veteran. And if you you sleep on him, you're going to sleep. He knows tricks that you've probably never seen before. And he's powerful, dog. He's so fucking powerful. So I can't sleep. Like, look at his face, dude. That's just scary guy, man. It's a fucking dog fight, bro. When they were booting, he's like, don't fucking boo me. Come down here and boot him my face. Boot him my face, bitch. Boot him my face. (laughs) You ain't going to boot him my face. (laughs) You know, honestly, he's healthy. Yeah, he's had time to fucking rest and relax. I wonder if he's going to jail. Uh, I believe that's still a big deal. Yeah, uh, attorney expressing optimism of settling Kobe. Man, Kobe probably ain't a bitch, and he's like, dude, I'm just going to fuck with you because what you did was a bitch move, but I'm not going to narc you so bad that you like lose your life, dude. You I don't know? know. Kobe was saying he might never be able to fight again. Oh, damn. But that what? can't be true, though. What happened? He got punched in the mouth. He lost a tooth Once. or something, Yeah, right? he chipped his tooth and broke a fake Rolex. or A fake-ass Rolex. Allegedly, yeah. it was fake. I don't know. I've never seen it. But you know what I love about Colby Covington? Huh? That that's a persona. Right, and, yeah. And, like, he's not... He's, like, just playing a character to keep himself relevant because he is super fucking elite. He is. But for some reason, people weren't watching him fight, so he, he like, brought out this pro wrestling heel shtick and was, like, fucking make America great again, fucking blah, 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 hopped on the Trump train. Wow, Masvidal's 38 fucking years old, dude. If he was going to get in any sort of trouble, they wouldn't be plugging a pay-per-view with him on it fucking no. two months from now. No. So there's that. Um, but I agree with you, man. Kobe went heel, and he did it well. He did it very well. And then, like, you see these small videos, like these cell phone camera videos that get released of him talking to people in normal light. Yeah. And, like, even Gilbert Burns said it. He was like, I saw him at, like, a basketball game. He's normal. And he called me over, and I thought I was going to have to fight him in front of my family right there at the basketball game. And he was like, I just want you to know it's all it's all for business. I fucking love you. Your family's beautiful. You're an awesome dude. And I was like, fucking, fucking right. I saw a uh, – it was probably on Rogan because I'm such a cuck for that. But uh, uh, George St. Pierre was talking about how he was uh, – you know, they're, they're planning for one of the fights with him in Bisping. <clears throat> and they're going around. And at all the press conferences and, and, and shit, they're doing a, a – for publicity you know michael's like i'm gonna fucking destroy you you're a bitch george you know and they're they're just 
carking out on him. And George is just a polite guy, you yeah. know. Michael, and, are you intoxicated? You're intoxicated, Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he was taking a piss, and Bisping walks in, and he goes next to him with the urinal, and he's like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, and George is <laughs> like, uh, dude, what's up, man? And he's just like, no, oh, you know, dude, just fucking hanging out and having a good time. And they were completely cordial, and they walked out of the bathroom together, and the cameras were on, and Michael just right back into it. Fuck you, you fucking bitch. I'm going to get you. He you tried know. to hold my dick in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, something nuts, dude. Have you seen the video from the recent London card where Bisbing was commentating and he tried to go in the bathroom to take a piss? What? Yeah, Google How do, how do I ask? You got to tell me how to ask. Uh, I'm say Michael Bisping uh, at urinal. <laughs> at urinal. We'll click on that one because it's spelled right. Oh, I was just telling you about that one right there. What, like, did he leave his mic mic'd? No, no, no. My uh, fans, they packed the bathroom and were screaming, Biz Big, Biz Big, while he was taking a piss. Right there, right there. Right here. First one, yeah. <laughs> He's standing at a urinal with his dick out pissing. That's awkward, dude. That's fucking awkward. Dude, wait till they show the crowd. Look at them all. He can't even get out. Dude, he's such a gangster. I love that fucking guy. I do too. Let him wash his hands. (laughs) Oh, he's just clapping pee pee hands. (laughs) Wow, dude. Dude. I couldn't imagine being that loved. Oh, seriously, I though. I fucking love that guy. I couldn't handle that. I would I would say if I was at a urinal and everyone was like, get him, Rich. You're going to piss harder than everybody, bro. Ah. It's like that scene from Waiting yeah. where they're cheering the guy on. Yeah, you can do this. You can do you it. Can, dude, You're my, one pissing motherfucker. My dick like, would shrivel into my body and I would just start sweating. I don't know if I could handle that, it's dude. It's so crazy that I'm making a knife for Anthony Smith. And him and Bisping are on a podcast together. It's fucking awesome. What the, they have a podcast together? Like yeah. just oh no shit. What's the name of it? Uh, it's um, uh, uh, Bisping. Uh, what the fuck? Is it like Bisping's podcast that yeah, he usually has? And uh, he just has. It? It's got a name. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Let's take a look here. Podcast. Believe believe you me, Jesus. I don't know why I couldn't say that. I listen every fucking week. Bisping's awesome, man. I like to watch a lot of his content. He's and good. The fact that he fought and won the title nine—he he fought nine times and won the title in that span with one fucking eye. Seriously, and, and he was faking it to the doctors. And he was fighting killers, dude. Fighting like jo- George St. Pierre yeah. and like almost fought Yoel Romero and. He fucked St. When he was on his back and Pierre had him mounted and like Bisping's throwing b- bows and like cutting George St. Pierre's face, dude. Yeah. We watched that together. And I remember I saw St. Pierre setting up to take his back and choke him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh no, no, it's happening. Don't do it. And then he fucking did it, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, and that's why you're champion. Cause I love George St. Pierre. It was, you know, it's, it's, it's hard when you love one of them and they won't, you know, two in one out. That's how it's gotta be. The John Jones shit, though, I cannot wait for that fucking pay per view. He's gonna steamroll Cyril gone. I I think 
I have to agree. If you look at genetics as a whole, like John Joe's family, they're all fucking freaks, dude. Yeah. They're all aren't two of his brothers in the NFL. Yeah, and they're freaks, dude. And he's a fucking freak. How old is John Jones? He's young, dude. He's younger than we are. Um He's healthy. Yeah. 87. So uh what, 35. 35. Oh god, he's still in his fucking prime, dude. Jonathan Dwight Jones. I just don't th I think he's just more of an <sighs> I think they're setting him up because they're having this event in fucking Vegas. Yeah. Didn't he sign, like, for 11 fights? Yeah. But every time he goes to Vegas is when bad shit happens. Come to Vegas. But I, I'm not going to say he's not going to get in trouble because anytime anybody has stood up for John Jones, he's in trouble. Yeah. You know, but he's kept his nose clean all this time, bro, and all he's done is work out. I find him to be the most athletic dude just in the building. Like, he's more of an athlete than anyone else. At the weight he's at, I saw him run 21 miles per hour on one of the manual treadmills, like an unelectric, you use your body weight to move the fucking floor treadmill. Yeah. 21 miles per hour yeah. at his size, dude. What's he weighing now? 240-something? So he's my weight and six inches taller. He's more than 205. Yeah, that's Get, light that's, heavyweight. Yeah. John Jones at 240 pounds. Yeah. And that's he, as of 2020. He's so. fucking huge. Dude, no. up, update your shit, Google. Yeah, no, really, though. He's six foot four, bro. Yeah, and bro, he's so fucking big. John Jones. I'm willing to fucking... Is that him? Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Can you imagine being a no look? That's a, these are normal people in life just and working out. John right next Jones to this walks past. He was yeah. six hundred pounds of plates. He's so fucking big, dude. And he fights so well. Uh, the stand up takedown. He's great, dude. Dude, he's fucking one of the best ever. If it wasn't for the trouble he's gotten into and the fact that he's the most. Um, he's failed more drug tests than any other fighter in history. He would be the GOAT. Which sucks, dude. I feel like a young John Jones can't take that accountability. He's not yeah. going to admit he did something fucked. But this, he's not so disgustingly large. I think he's on steroids. Right, no, he looks natural. Yeah, he looks absolutely natural. Cyril Gaon looks legs. more juice than him. Yeah. Um, what do you think... Who do you think the GOAT is? I know that's a loaded question, um, but I'm talking all weight classes. All weight, pound all, for pound. All fighters, pound for pound, GOAT. A part of me wants to say Volkanovski right in this given moment. Pound for pound. I think if Volkanovski could have fought Khabib at like a catch weight, you know what I mean? And they both are huge dudes when they're mm -hmm. not in the UFC. Bro, I don't think that uh, after what we just saw, I don't think Khabib fucking handles him like he does everyone else. I think Volk fucking yells at him and says, I'm going to take your ass to deep water. I don't know. I think Khabib is better than Islam, but... Um, I 100% wholeheartedly agree. I think uh, d d d Khabib wins against Islam 10 out of 10 times. Pound for pound, most well-rounded in my opinion. We would need to see Volk fight Mighty Mouse. You think... I think Mighty Mouse goes up to 145, fights Volk for the all-time pound-for-pound greatest. Wow. Dude, That wow, that's My, crazy. Mighty Mouse is a fucking 
animal, dude. He is, dude. Have you seen that mid-air armbar that he pulled off in the UFC? Dude, yeah. He just jumps in there, takes the dude, and then they fall on the ground, right? Yeah, He's yeah. got it in the armbar. I'm willing to fucking watch he, it because we're not. He picks it up. He picks him up, slams him, and puts him in an armbar mid-air. Flying armbar on Ray Borg. Yeah, it was Ray Borg. It was that one. Ken Flo's submission of the year. It's fucking nasty. Dude. He's so good. He's so good. And that arm, bro. Look at that. Oh, God. Look dude, at that. Golly. Props, props to Ray Borg for holding. Taking that, yeah, dude. Hanging oh, in there. oh, you see, see it. And then he uses his cup as a fulcrum. Oh, God, his arm, bro. He said that on Rogan. That's why he wears a stainless steel cup. So he can bend your fucking so joints can, on it? Yeah, he can use it as a fulcrum. Look, midair, bam. He's still fucking fighting and kicking ass, dude. fucking beating the shit out of people in 1FC. Worst trade in sports history. What made them do that? He had to piss someone off to do that because he's a draw. He was following money. Yeah, They uh, weren't paying him. Fair. 1FC pays him. You got to fucking take care of yourself as a fighter, dude. You got to be selfish and go for the money, bro. Yeah, dude. That's for our entertainment to watch them fucking tax their lives, you know? So dude. Get paid. The UFC needs to get their shit together when it comes to paying paying... I'm not saying paying all 700 guys on the roster the same amount of money. No. But if they're ranked or or they're a draw, they need to be making money. So John Jones, it, as of 2020, has made $7.2 million in uh But what was the By deal? being the winningest champion in history. Yeah, but what yeah. is the... Uh, oh, dude, DC, I love you, man. I love you, DC. Fights, I'm sorry, bro. bro. I know, especially when DC woke up, you know, and he cried. That's why know? Rogan gave uh, started the rule that he won't interview somebody after a knockout. John Jones. But I, I, I felt for DC in that moment because I am an emotional crier, too. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, like, I, like you know. Well, he's a, he's a goddamn champion, dude. dude he's, DC's the best man on the planet. Yeah, no, I love DC, man. I love when uh, Jake Paul was talking shit and he like with his mics all mic'd. He walks over and he's like, "I will fuck you up. You keep my goddamn." And he would. He would take Jake Paul and he would he hold him down him? and fuck him. What did he say to him? It was epic. He was like, he like covered his mic with his hand, but you could still hear him. And he was like, yeah. "I don't play these fucking games. I'm a real ass motherfucker. I will fuck you up." And DC would wipe the fucking floor with Jake you, Paul. You could see it in Jake Paul's face. Fuck it. Let's look at that. I don't care how much John Jones getting paid. He's getting paid a lot. John Jones, you're rich. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, DC <coughs> versus Jake Paul. I got to say, it's so fucking awesome. And after, there it is, yeah, right? There right it there. is. After this, we should wrap it up. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I remember that. Fuck Jake Paul. We were watching that event too. Yeah. And the, the commentary staff was like, oh shit, DC, sit down. Yeah, like. I'm a smack Jake Paul when I see him. DC. Oh, he said, I'm not playing. Do not fuck with me. I am not playing. 
And then he went back on the air. Rogan's like, hey, what's up, dude? He's like, no, fuck that bitch. <laughs> yeah, because he was commentating. And he they was. Were, they were heck. Uh, Jake Paul was talking shit to him. And he got up from the booth and went over and was like, I'm not fucking playing with you. I will fuck you up. Uh, to close it out, good for Jake Paul, man. I don't know how he's going to fare in MMA, but being honest with you, that I had a... son of a bitch has got me watching. You motherfucker. Yeah, I uh, I didn't think he was going to win any of the fucking fights except for the Ben Askren one. I didn't... The, the Ben Askren one, I'm like, ah. <laughs> you sly guy, Yeah, you, you. sly guy. Good for you, you Ben Askren. You're a smart guy, buddy. Get paid. Get paid. Uh, but the rest of them, I thought Woodley would have fucked him up. Woodley, I'm angry at because he just didn't fight. That was disappointing. It, fuck, it was. Dude. Anderson Silva fucking... Fuck. Dude, he was fucking landing that uppercut all night. And I love that, like, the very first round he fucking smashed Jake a little bit was just like, ah, 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 I'm here to fuck you up, son. Uh, best case scenario for me as a fan for his next fight, he's booked to fight Tommy Fury again. What? If, if Tommy doesn't back out, the backup, if Tommy pulls out, is Mike Perry. What? Platinum motherfucking Perry, dude. Bro. Dude, I hope Tommy Fury backs out again. When, when is this? Because I'm willing to uh, <coughs> stream that. Um, <laughs> says he'll look. Tommy Fury, what the fuck, dude? He's not even a, a is he even ranked? Tommy Fury's not ranked. He's a he's a legit boxer. He's part of the Fury family. He's not, however, part of the Fury bloodline. Oh, really? Yes. So he's Tyson Fury's half brother. Oh, okay, I see. On his mom's side, as far as I know. As far as I know, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's not part of that bare-knuckle boxing gypsy bloodline. Oh, he was denied access to the United States. What was that, during COVID or something? Is no, that must, why? It must have been. Oh, come on. Just give me a fucking date. I just want a date. But, uh, dude, Mike Perry? Mike Perry wins. You think? Dude, he's a fucking dog. He's a real-ass motherfucker. He's not no fucking Disney fucking channel blonde haired blue eyed fucking i've been brought up with money my entire life mike, oh one day ago he is fighting mike perry jake paul deadline passes what what is this what wow so dude tommy fury's just gotta fuck off at this point dude yeah who gives a fuck dude oh, fucking I, ads i swear dude, to dude if this happens 100 percent Scheduled to fight him on February 26th in Saudi Arabia. What? That's a week or two from now. Yep. Uh, Mike Perry is on call to replace Fury if he pulls out. Let's watch it. We'll close it out with this fucking video, dude. Uh, if this goddamn end would go away. They sparred oh. before. Jake Paul and Mike Perry. Tommy Fury, 23 years old, six foot tall. He looks I, like a bitch, dude. I feel like he should be bigger than that. The way he looks, he looks much bigger than six foot. Like Jake's bigger than that. Why would you? You just stand there with a fake ass smile on like. Right. God, being a celebrity is so fucking disgusting. Eight wins, eight KOs, dude. I mean, that's pretty legit. And he's, he's a fury, man. He's not fighting YouTubers and shit. Like, he's out there boxing right. in the real world. Jake's got him in height, 6'1". He's, he's got some moves, dude. I mean, he's a good boxer, dude. He's a good boxer. I 
don't believe this is talking about Mike Perry, however, because I'd much rather watch Mike Perry. What's with, uh... I, I still don't get that giant fake robot that follows him around, but whatever. Uh, what, does that thing follow him around? Yeah, it goes to him with, to press conferences. Is, is he shit. so fucking rich he has a Transformer? Because, fuck him. No, he's <laughs> got some idiot who follows him around in a suit. Okay, so am I reading this right? Hey, you shut the fuck up. So the deadline for Jake Paul's backup fighter to replace Tommy Fury in their grudge fight later this month has now passed. Paul is scheduled to face Fury on February 26th in Saudi Arabia. YouTuber turned boxer having an ex-fighter Mike Perry on call to replace Fury if the Brit pulls out. Okay, so the fight is still on. Okay, so the Fury... Yeah, it's still on. I was for a second. I was really fucking excited. I am going to partake in this event Mm. one one way or another. Um, I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan, and I would hate to see his little brother get beat up by Jake Paul. Honestly, if he beats if he beats him, you know, like I'm not sleeping on Jake Paul, dude. He Uh, he he can fight. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say that he doesn't deserve to be there. He put this whole fucking thing together. I think it's brilliant. And he's advocating for fighters to get paid, and like it's awesome. Yeah, he's a Disney cunt. So what? You know, I still want to see him lose though. And that we all do. And I definitely, yeah, yeah. And I definitely still want to see him. I definitely, definitely want to see him lose to Mike Perry. Mike. I fucking love Platinum Mike Perry. He's him and Chad Mendez are the only reason that I watch BKFC. Yeah, yeah. Chad Mendez a fucking nasty man. He's a dude. fucking monster, dude, and he's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Like you've talked to him a bit, right? Yeah, I've talked to him. He's got one of my knives. He's super cool. That's awesome. Super chill guy. Fuck, dude. Wow, shit, man. Maybe we'll have to have a. When is uh, the twenty sixth? Maybe we could have Two a little weeks. week and a half. Why is my calendar not popping up? Come on, motherfucker. I'm just going to check that real quick. Maybe we could uh, do up a little fucking little pond ski. How do you pull up a calendar on your fucking phone here? 26th is exactly what I... Oh, it's a Sunday. Goddamn Sunday, dude. Most inconvenient day of the week to do anything. Oh, wicked. I record the hustle and grind on Sundays. Yeah. And even doing that one show on a Sunday fucks up the rhythm of my entire day. Yeah? Yeah, it's my neurodivergent brain, so if I know I have something to do, I can't focus on what I need to do because I think I'll forget and go past what I have to do later. Word. Fucks me up. Yeah. So, like, all day on Sunday, I just do, like, little putter-around projects because I'm worried if I get uh, deep into a bigger project, I'll lose track of time and miss the podcast. Ah, shit. Yeah. Uh, you probably need a few minutes to rest and relax, dude. That's what I try to do on Sunday. Just cleanse the palate. Everyone goes to sleep. I start drowning again, getting the shit going. Yeah. But uh, we got to get to our salty bays, bro. We do. All right, man. Let's fucking uh, just... Oh. Welcome to the Broder. 